at the asylum. You don't want to miss it this Wednesday night because, as we just heard, Kid Cash is going to take on Jerry Lynn for the X Division Championship. Not only that, Jeff Jarrett takes on Six Pac in a semifinal match for the NWA title. There will be a four-team tag tournament for a shot at the tag team title. And then we've got Amazing Red and Jimmy Yang. We also have Tony Mamaluke and Easy Money. So don't miss it. It's all going to be here. You've got to be there. And the disciples of the new church will take on Harrison Storm. What a show this Wednesday night. You can't miss it this Wednesday back at the Asylum NWA Total Nonstop Action. The Top of Wrestling with your hosts, OGM and the Professor. Good shit. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm going to have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs> to be a podcaster. Yay! It's my name Kenta. I'm going to call him Kenta. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. <laughs> You're so high you don't even know it. Oh, I'm a boy. You ready for a scotch ad? We don't know anything about him. <laughs> the only thing he's got in his wallet is a bunch of names of whorehouses. <laughs> That's flair! <laughs> Probably looks like Jim Duggan digging the tape out of his crotch. Benoit, enjoy my wife. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cotton. Oh my god, mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick. I'd cease and desist me. I'd cease and desist me hard. I need a minute to recover off that. What kind of game is it? War games. Let a war. War games. You're impressionist. I have, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Bark, Bark like, like a dog. dog. <laughs> oh, 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 jinx. Holy shit. How did that actually happen? Here we Good Wrestling Day! It is I, the Professor, Mark Fantasia, welcoming you back to another episode. It's a new year, same us. We're not going to say new year, new us. We like it. I like why I don't know if my ODM feels the same way, but we welcome you back listening on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Excited for today's show because we are going to have our big top topic to kick the year off, to kick the 2023 year off is talking about how good and or bad 2022 really was. Everybody's starting to do their own awards, and we know that we have our own opinions on how things are going to lay out. And not only are we going to be talking that, we're still traveling down the Monday Night Wars. And this week, it's the first week of 1998. I want to say it's the fifth, fourth, fifth, or something like that of of January. This week, we got bring it to the table. We have a wrestler of the week. A lot of stuff. We got a lot of news, and uh, including, and I'll just kind of bring a quick light to it right now, is what you heard in the opening, in the very beginning, is uh, Don West at his absolute best. I used to love watching Don West and Mike Tanay as a 
announced duo or announcing duo on TNA Impact, whether it was their weekly TV show, their weekly pay-per-views, or once they even hit mainstream TV. But unfortunately, as we've all heard, Don West did pass away this past week at the age of 59 after a battle with brain lymphoma. Um, But man, I absolutely love that Michael Cole gave a quick nod this week on SmackDown making a mention of Don West. And I'm like, oh, you know, Vince McMahon's not there. And not to make any joke of anything, I'm more just like, good, I like it, it's a classy move, very happy about that. But that's why you heard the intro that you did that was all the way back from 2002 telling you matches are not coming up anytime soon. So that got a little confusing for you. Ladies and gentlemen, he's been waiting, he's ready. We both know Kayfabe Pal, what's going on in just about four hours from our time right now, but he's ready, ODM. Glad you decided to do the obituary before bringing me in. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was better because I felt like if we did hey, that... Hey, the then... cemetery's two blocks to the left, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Not my baby! No, I, I, I just felt like I would at yeah. least uh-huh. make Talk what, about a cold uh, open. an introduction as to why you heard a random 2002 hawking of a pay-per-view. Okay. It, I'm not going to lie. It was between that and using... There was a moment where... On Impact one night, uh, Tanae was like, and upcoming is this. And for some reason, they're like, we're going to make Don West heel tonight. It was like the Michael Cole move. And he's like, you are one big kiss ass, aren't you? I'm like, well, I don't want him in a shitty light. <laughs> but no, for real, uh, that sucks, man. Very, very young for Don West to be uh, gone this early. I liked him as the voice of TNA. That's an original voice. I like Mike yeah. Tanae, but I hear his voice on WCW and TNA. So it's like, eh. sure. you have your people who are, you know, like I know how much you absolutely love Excalibur, and that's why that's perfect. Oh, yeah, 100%. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of, are you ready for today's Top of Wrestling's first annual award show for the whole I, year? I've got my winners picked out. Interested to compare them to yours. Agreed. Um, I did put together only one thing, and that is the match list. If you saw, hopefully you are likely on the same page. Uh, I'm going to think so. I'm going to think so. Okay, good, good. I like that we bring things, you know, we we don't discuss this shit. We discuss personal things ahead of time before we discuss the show. And then we're like, ah, we'll work out the kinks on the show. People get it. Um, All right, man. News. Run with it. Well, let's start with the news. Uh, Season 8 IFW draft is in the books. Uh, professor, uh, what are you fucking high? Did you not listen to bring it to the table last week? Are you fucking stupid? Hey, no, we've got to tout my roster. We're not going to mention other people's names, but we're going to clown some fucking marks. Oh, we're going to do it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hang yeah. on for a second there. I'm like, did, did no, we not no, no, understand no, no, no. last week's no, fucking no, no, no. scenario? Cause no, no. I could replay it. Do you want me yeah. to cut it back in right here? Or I, you got I, I listen, I'm one of the seven. Remember? I, I understand. But you want me to do like a Hager that, ha, <laughs> ha. <laughs> I'm so glad you found it. Uh, all right, give, give me your roster. <laughs> okay. I uh, took Bianca Belair first overall. Uh, so I've got Bianca, Luke Gallows, Angelo Dawkins, and Asuka on Raw. On SmackDown, I got Braun Strowman, Ronda Rousey, Ashanti, The Adonis. Thank you. Rey Mysterio. Oh, it's been a while since <laughs> It has been a while. <laughs> uh, Rey Mysterio. Uh, for NXT, I got Braun Breaker and Roxanne Perez, so I have the two champs. 
in NXT. <laughs> okay. Alba, Alba Fire, and then I took a dart. And again, we're going to jump ahead to the news on this one. And I got it cleared. Dragon Lee. Hmm. I thought that was a good pick. You know why? Because there's someone there that's S in the D of you. Hey, man, we're still cool, right, buddy? Exactly. We're all still good. Exactly. Hey, you're bringing them up more than I am. Go fuck yourself. You brought the whole (laughs) subject up. AEW, Max Caster, because somebody drafted um, uh, Anthony Bones, Bones? and and somebody said, he who shall not be named said, or somebody said, oh, man, you're going to get promos for when he raps on the way to the ring. I said, well, that's not the guy who raps, but I'll draft him. God damn it. This is why you're in last place and you pissed off and argued with so many people that you got yourself in the second place by fucking with everybody. All right, fuck it. So, fuck it. Please give me real shit. No, we're done. We're done. We're done. I don't you I was in a good mood. Don't make me in a not good mood. What I do? Do you have more people you have to name? Well, I'll, I'll say Max Caster, uh Powerhouse Hobbs Athena, Tony Storm. Uh and my favorite, Kaneski Takeshta. I okay, figured it out. Enough. That's how you say his name, Takeshita. But I want to point out one of the newcomers. I think it was Takeshita. Yeah, Takeshita is always better. I just got to point this out. This one person drafted some really... I've seen some bad drafting. I'm going to throw out a few names uh, that Team Number 10 drafted. You ready? Wait, Team Number 10? Yeah, I'm not going to... Do I even know who Team Number 10 is? Or no, are we? No, is this so. Hugh one not shall be named? One of the new ones. No, one of the new ones. One of the new ones. Oh, okay. Can't wait. Yeah. Randy Orton... <laughs> who may never <laughs> hang on hang on hang on stop stop is that their number one uh, i don't know if it was a number one it's the first one they drafted from raw though fuck me okay awesome riddle <laughs> man i like that rk bro biggie jesus <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> Did he read the disabled list? I'm disabled. Are you shitting me? And then, oh my god! Please tell me, please, 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 don't tell me it's like Owen Hart, CM Punk. No, my god! No way! No way! This guy doesn't watch wrestling. And the best part was all these new people were like, they would say a name, they're like, oh man, I love them. Oh, Penelope Ford, she's awesome. I love her. You fucking Mark. That's why you're not going to amount to shit. Bro. Oh, God. Uh, okay. You know what? About on, three minutes ago, I said, stop. Let's not talk about it. was this. worth a laugh. You redeemed it. That's yeah. some good shit. Right I had to there. tell you that. Biggie, uh, punk, RK, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they might win the tag titles back. You never know. <laughs> I don't even I swear to God I don't have any more of a comeback can we just move on please all to right. some real news alright uh, so FTR loses the AAA World Tag Team titles uh, lose them to Dragon Lee and Drillistico and who immediately vacates it because Dragon Lee signs with NXT um, it definitely seems like they're starting to take the titles off of FTR I don't know why I don't know if it's because they what you brought up last week. Yeah, they're if they're going back, I mean, they got to start dropping those titles. I'm kind of feeling the same way because I'm like, man, first they dropped the ROH titles back to the Briscoes, then AAA. Bro. Today, right now, is Wrestle Kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. We talked yeah. about the card last week. Could they be dropping them right now? I think so. We don't know. You know, to go to an uh, Yashi. Yashi. Hoshi, mm-hmm. yeah. Yoshiashi. Uh, oh yeah so oh man it's 
be pretty funny to see if they actually go all the way back to uh, to WWE after all said and done. Yeah, dude, I don't know. There's so many. Because if you want to just start throwing the spaghetti at the wall to see if it sticks, you could say... I what like if, throwing the pans. What if FTR comes in, That they come in, they pull a Charlotte Flair, and they immediately take the titles from the Usos. And then what if CM Punk comes in, and it's CM Punk and the Revival versus... The bloodline. Now, I don't you think that's going to happen. I don't think there's a fucking chance in hell that's going to happen. <laughs> Again, spaghetti, wall, stick. Well, I mean, since you already brought it up, yeah, Charlotte did that this past week on SmackDown out fuck? of nowhere. I woke up the next morning. I, thought, I looked at Twitter. I'm like, when the fuck did this happen? <laughs> I don't know what they're... I, I don't know. Lost it. I swear to God, I go, I don't know why. It just... <laughs> I don't know where you have a long feud going with. You could have very easily just turned Rousey into Baszler versus Rousey because of how she's been her sidekick, helping her out and all that shit. Boom. Turn. Match at Mania. Baszler is the face. Whatever. Hang on. That was me spitballing on the fly. That was a turd. Yeah. Yeah. This right here, you're like, ah, that's the pan that's the stick on the wall. That's the one. <laughs> but let's talk about the fact that it took this long to team Baszler up with her. That should have been right from the fucking get-go. Uh, All yeah, right. so what else happened this week? I don't know. You put something in there or speaking of NXT. Well, let's go back. We we did miss something here. <clears throat> yeah, you talked about Dragon <laughs> Lee signed with <laughs> WWE. <laughs> uh... Shinsuke Nakamura defeated the great Muda at Noah's The New Year on New Year's Day 2023. Yeah. So, um, what do you mean snowballed? (laughs) Ah, you know, he likes to snowball it where it goes from one of his mouth back into yours. How do you know about it? We did it. You didn't say that you, you slept with him. I didn't say that. And but that's you how we find dick. out it's 37 dicks. Um, look at It's so funny because everybody, and I'm going to get to Muda's remarks in a second, but people are like, that's kind of weird. That's kind of gay, blah, 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 whatever. That Nakamura sucked the green mist out of Muda's mouth and used it against him, which, yes, I'll call snowballing, but at the same, at the same point, greenballing. But for real... That's a tremendous, like, end. I think that's smart. I'm like, has that ever been done? Yes, it's stupid. It's it's uh, homophobic to a lot of people. But also, at the same point, if you knew that the guy had, like, bullets in his mouth that could kill him, wouldn't you suck the bullet? You know what I'm saying, man. You would, you would you, suck it, right? L- let me get this right. <laughs> let me get this right. You pull, I suck. Is there, Is there any, any money, money involved in it for me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn, if I didn't hit myself with this poison dart. <laughs> then there was that whole damn political snafu in the name. And... <laughs> By Mrs. Esther House. God, <laughs> easily one of Dan Aykroyd's uh, most underrated roles of all time. God, I love oh, that absolutely. one. All right, let's Andrew. let's get back on track here. Yeah. Then in an, a press conference afterwards, someone said, wow, Muda, yada, 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 Nakamura sucked your mouth, grabbed the, the mist, sprayed it in your face. And he said, 
I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he's queer. Or maybe he's a faggot. I don't know. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, and whoa. then he left. He left like right after that. He said, thank you. And he left. Because everybody gave him the dead stare like, no. And he's like, oh. And I, I, you may not have heard it, but there was a narration over the top. And, goes, and that's when he knew right there that he fucked up. No. Yeah, it's I don't. Weird. Well, hang on. My question is this. He didn't say that Nakamura is. He said maybe. And he's not using it necessarily derogatory. Maybe he's saying maybe he is gay for me. Maybe. Is it wrong? How? All right, man. What other kind of news is going on? <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's just dance right past that one. So uh, wait, I will say, great match. Muda had an awesome entrance, and fucking Nakamura. Nakamura's it was his. Man. It was his uh, WWE entrance, and he had the violin player there. Um, it, it so sick. I mean, I was like, I wish you would be at. at Wrestle Kingdom today. I'm like you. You're kind of in the same vicinity. Yeah, you never know, man. Never know. I'd rather that than uh, Sasha Banks showing up. Well, she's gonna show up. And her going, ah, I'm a boss. Yeah, no one sees your hands right there. Yeah, exactly. All right, what else we got? Yeah, nobody needed to. Uh, Hey, why don't you do me a favor and tell me and the listeners all about Vinny Wasco? So last week during the interview with Johnny Butavi, we were talking about one guy that uh, did a quick security spot. Oh yeah, yeah during yeah, yeah. SummerSlam weekend, right? Yeah, he's actually a now NXT referee, moved up from no Best of the West and that California scene, and it's Vinny Wasco. He's a referee in NXT. Uh, Butavi messaged me later, and I go, "God damn it, that was the name!" Because if he had said it, I would have known it. You know, like but we neither of us could figure it out on the fly during the the interview. Right. Um, huge fan of last week's interview. I, I that was great. I don't know about you, but the elephant in the room match. <laughs> Funny, you like the most inappropriate thing. <laughs> da, 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 paraplegic. <laughs> I, I, I will say that I did not know if <laughs> I'm trying to breeze. I'm trying to breeze. I'm trying to breeze. No, I, I knew it. And, and I'm like, how do I bring it up? Because it was very true that I wanted to be like, hey, man, do you know that when I met you face to face, I didn't know that you were missing... 90% of one hand. And I'm like, how do I bring this up? And he goes, you know, for the listeners out there, the wood shop incident is that I only have one finger left. I'm like, okay, good. Cause I can't, I, I don't know how I was going to say this right here. I'm like, cause I'm like, we're dancing around, but I'm like, but the making the best out of it, no bullshit for real, making the absolute best out of it. And, um, the only guy who can fuck with you is a guy who's actually lost limbs or anything in his life. And you guys have some fun, but dude, he, champion wrestling i mean i didn't notice it that tells you something you know what i'm saying it's kind of like yeah it's out of curiosity is it the same guy that was in that aew battle royale back in the day no okay so there's two of them correct but no uh yeah correct uh yeah on that yeah okay um yeah so my um favorite part though uh, of the interview was really finding out that a little kid got to give a chop to a wrestler Butavi gets a pin him. Yeah, I helped coach 
when the the wrestling matches pass. Get the fuck out of here. I'm like, oh my God, that's my life. I wish I was him. I'm like, that's... that. Yeah. You guys missed it. Great interview last week. Check it back out. But that's who it was. Vinny Wasco is who we were referring to that did make a main roster debut, quickly doing the security guard on the SummerSlam weekend, but now is a full-time NXT referee. Sweet. It's pretty awesome. All right. Something else I put in here. Um, this past week on, it's funny because things grew today, even after I put this in the news, but this past week, the acclaimed, they did a rap where basically making reference that Jared is still living off of Kurt Angle's money, if you will. Okay. Because of marrying Karen and the divorce settlement and everything. Well, she uh, tweeted Tony Khan. Get your guys in order. Blah blah blah. It's unacceptable. I'm gonna go ahead and obviously assume it's full blown, you know, work, and that's fine. But I'm like, oh my god, this just became impact. It's TNA. Oh my god, she's gonna. Oh my god, they're gonna bring Claire. They're gonna bring the baby. You saw Kurt's response, right? Kurt. Oh my god, yes. Go ahead, bring it up. It was something along the lines of uh, trying to get heat twenty years after the fact. Hashtag get over it. (laughs) <laughs> the problem is that she wrote, oh my God, something today. She hashtag like Dawn Marie and Kelly Kelly. Meaning like that he had Stipped a tag him. team match with them at some point, oh, okay. you know. But it's, I don't know, the whole thing is crazy, but I'm like, if she, I see her on TV, I'm not going to be happy. Yeah. I didn't like her in on TNA TV. Made me turn off. I was like, nope. I'm yeah. good. Yeah, there was a lot. I'd rather see Dixie Carter on, uh, Carter on TV again. Uh, Kevin Nash sitting in her lap, drinking wine. <laughs> um, I The last couple of bits are you, I believe. All right. Well, Dax Harwood, uh, you know, speaking of FTR and the whole CM Punk thing and all that stuff, uh, went on Twitter and issued a plea, said, this is my plea to all four guys. Please find a way to make it work. If we can make it work, we can set up the future of professional wrestling for a long time, and we can change the course of professional wrestling for a very long time. When you think about it, unselfishly, we're doing this for 20, 30 years down the road so guys and girls can make a living. Punk replied with, duh. (laughs) I fucking love him. I swear I love him. That's amazing. It's just good for you. Uh, You know, and Dax makes a very good point, but at the same time, again, look who you're talking to. You're talking to the Bucks. And I'd even take Omega out of it, but Omega's part of that whole thing. And they're one of the reasons, along with Chris Jericho, that AEW's in the shitter. And until they're stripped of their EVP status and they're just talent, and Tony gets a real booker in there, that that ship is going to continue to sink. So, Speaking of sinking AEW talent, Sammy Guevara and Tay Mello were stripped of their AAA intergender mixed tag team titles. Uh, They were scheduled to defend the titles on a AAA show. But Conan came to the ring and said they've been stripped of the belts to do their excessive demands and that somebody from AAA is on their way to the U.S. to collect the titles. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next, AJ Styles, who... AJ Styles, unfortunately, uh, got an injury at a house show. Uh, I, l- I believe he broke his ankle uh, at the time. They they weren't, they weren't sure what it was. But, yeah, referee had to throw up the X. He had to be helped backstage by Gales and Anderson. Um 
you know, it sucks because Styles, you know, hasn't really been doing anything major, but at the same time, he's still a staple. He's still one of the best wrestlers in WWE, if not the world. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens to Gallows and Anderson now that Styles is going to be out for a while. I also saw that Bray Wyatt had his first official match at Madison Square Garden against Jinder Mahal. Yep. And broke a fucking finger. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Thankfully, okay. it's all it was. I will give you injury prone. If on your first match back, you break a finger, that's Jesus. That's just, I think it's a prone thing. And your body's like, what's the least amount that we could just fuck up on you right now? Well, that's what happens when you try to hinder the gender. Amen. There's a, there's a report from Meltzer uh, speaking back to CM Punk that Chris Jericho, and it's funny because the way that it's being reported is that Chris Jericho and other top talents are telling the AEW locker room that they'll ensure Punk doesn't return, uh, which is funny because there's a lot of wrestlers in AEW that want him to return. Uh, you've got a toxic culture led by Jericho and the Bucks. I'm not going to hammer that home anymore. Fuck off, Jericho. Go home. We'll talk about it later during the awards, I'm sure. I think that he is, uh, he's trying to work people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he should stop. Yeah. Yeah. He's not Uh, good at it. Yeah. Last piece of news is kind of just a result. Uh, We had talked about John Cena returning to team with Kevin Owens to take on Roman and Sammy on SmackDown. Uh, KO and Cena get the win. Yeah. Most of John Cena showed up. Both John Cena's. Well, I meant most of him. Looks like the back of his head is missing some oh, of his normal yeah. hair. Yeah, his haircut. It's have funny because dramatically over one years. of my favorite things. Okay, so he's 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 getting a little bit of a yarmulke in the back of the of the head right there. That's going on losing his hair. But one of my favorite things is that someone wrote something about Orange Cassidy is better than John Cena or something like that. It was a meme, and then someone wrote, "Yo, John Cena's bald spot trended more." than Orange Cassidy is in his entire life. (laughs) Sounds about right to me. All right, man. Um, We're going to go to our next segment, which I'm excited about because this will kind of explain my next part. Hope you do me a favor and refresh the doc ODM. Let's go to the table. Just bring it, bitch. Oh, my God. All right. So this week, um, All right, I'm not going to lie. I had a wrestler on deck this week, fully researched, ready to go. And uh, I know this is bringing to the table. I know this is not my professor's wrestler of the week. Believe me, I know. Um, I had a guy all set and ready to go, researched. And then I watched Raw from, you know, 25 years ago this week, and I was like, I feel like it's just not the week to celebrate I'm glad you're laughing. We'll get to it when we get there. So all my fucking notes and everything went right out the window. I was done, and I go, oh, I don't know what to do. So uh, we'll explain after this what our next part is, but I thought that you'd appreciate to know that uh, there's no wrestler of the week this week because they done fucked up 25 years ago to the date. You might have to wait a few more months before you can reuse them. That's <laughs> <laughs> so fucking true. I swear, I was like, I can't do this for a while. Like, I need him to maybe, like, we're going to have to do this, like, ten years from now. For him. Yeah, not even. Uh, you're going to have to wait between this and seven. 
<laughs> Good shit. Okay. <sighs> what are you bringing? All right. So, remember last week I talked about the new documentary called Woo! Becoming Ric Flair on the Cock? Yes. Decided to watch it. Decided to watch it. Uh, I'd rather see something more in vain of the dark side of the ring or the HBO documentary that they did. That was really good. Do you remember when HBO did one on Flair a while ago? Right around the time they did the Andre one? That was a good documentary because this one, listen, I've said this repeatedly. WWE, no matter how shitty their booking is, no matter how low they go, their production values are through the roof. They're better than some movie studios. I mean, their production, their video packages, the, the way they edit things, I mean, it is great. They can tell you the story, the backstory in a couple minutes, but they suck at documentaries. <laughs> And they are really good at pushing the narrative. I got done watching it, and I was like, I knew all that shit already, and you just tried to hype him up. And then Mm -hmm. the fucking credits start rolling, produced by three names, the top one, Kevin Dunn. Oh, man, I was going to say Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn. I swear to God, that's awesome. It's, you know, like, you know, like if you watch like, okay, Let's say uh, we're watching Dark Side of the Ring, right? And they're talking about a wrestler. And then at the end of the episode, they'll play like some hype music and they'll show some of the best clips of that wrestler just to kind of remind you that, you know, it sucks that this happened to him, but he was still the man, right? You do that. They did that every 15 minutes in the documentary, every 10 minutes. It was just like a fucking super cut of Ric Flair dancing around, people repeating his promos. It was it was fucking a waste of my time. I'm sorry, what what network was this on? The Cock. There you go. And who who provided this documentary? Yeah, well, you know, I held out. Well, I you know, honestly, I thought it was just something. I thought it was a coincidence. I'd never heard officially it was from WWE. I just thought it's like, well, WWE Network's on there, so we'll we'll put it on Peacock. But you went to the WWE Network section to find this thing, correct? No, actually I didn't. It was right on the homepage for Peacock. If you, you know, went to the library. I'm sure it would have been been in there, yeah. Again, didn't know that. (laughs) Wish I did. Wouldn't have watched. I probably still would have watched. Well, that's all right. Hey, you know what? I I, It's funny because I remember watching the rise and fall of ECW, and it was one of the best DVDs that they ever made. It was so good. Then the rise and fall of WCW came out, and Crusty, myself, and uh, that boy, we were all like, all right, let's all watch it. We all watched the documentary, and I'm like, I know this shit. I knew every bit of this. Right. Are you kidding me? I'm like, oh, man. It was poorly produced by WWE, and it happens that way. Yep. Um. So you've seen what I've put in the doc. Do you think we're ready? I mean, if you really want to know, there's only one way to find out. There is only one way to find out. Ladies and gentlemen, we have... Our brand new segment that we teased last season. It's the four W's. It's watching wrestling with Wheezy. That's right. It's a, a buddy of ours who has dabbled in his time, and we want to show him some of the best of shit, some of the worst of shit, some of the most fucked up things. But we want to dip his toes into a little bit of what wrestling has been. Check out this most recent segment with ODM hanging out with Wheezy, watching wrestling with Wheezy. You don't know who that is? Fucking man bun. It's Chris Jericho. Next slide. Next slide. And that <laughs> is what it's like watching wrestling with Wheezy. I've seen enough. Hey, do me a favor. Turn the fucking music off. Oh. <laughs> Am I supposed to do that? 
Don't act like you don't. My like name is Mike Wiesner, and I like music. Let's set up the scene. Okay. Never mind, uh, young Chris Jericho, who you apparently don't care for too much, and that's perfectly fine. I disagree, but that's neither here nor there. So, Goldberg. This match uh, is February 1998. Goldberg's been in WCW for about six months, so he's still kind of new. But they've already inflated his win record, right? Remember the undefeated streak he had? At this point, it's 173 wins, no losses. He didn't wrestle half of 173 matches in that time. They just inflated the numbers. It's just not news to me. Right. A little recap. You know, we do, we do have six listeners, so okay. I like to fill them in. He's facing... All right, so his, his basic match is, you know what it is. He comes out, he spears somebody, he hits the jackhammer, he wins. It's less than a minute. That's what he does every week, right? He's got a match against Steven Regal. Steven Regal's been in the business 10 years at this point. He is a classic mat technician, a lot of reversals, a lot of holds. At this point in his career, he's already on the outs with WCW. He's going to get released soon. And Regal basically says, well, you know what? I'm not going to just go out and let this guy beat me. So this is what happens. Happy birthday, Mark. I don't even like wrestling. I do like wrestling. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is when they were calling him Bill Goldberg. I didn't even remember that. I thought his name was Herbie. <laughs> oh, he's going to kick the shit out of this dude. See, that's what's supposed to happen. Well... It's gold dust and pink. Gold dust and pink. I told you. He's not wearing pink. No, the other dude is. Fucking yeah, no, weird. That's, that's magenta, bro. Well, <laughs> you know what the fuck I'm saying. He's wearing purple socks. You ain't gonna win wearing purple socks. I mean, it's that simple. He's not gonna win. He's playing gold. He's fighting Goldberg. Well, well, that's besides the point. That's not besides the point. That is the you point. You ain't gonna fucking win wearing purple socks. See how much bush is in the background there? What the fuck are you talking about? But look at the bush. Maybe this was in Georgia. <laughs> Does it? Fuck you, bitch. Fuck you, bitch. All right, I'm glad I waited. Dude in the purple's going to kick us. Oh, no, he's not. So basically what's happening here is... I got gotcha. you. You want to shush me on an audio podcast? No. <laughs> I mean, kinda, I'm trying to watch a fucking match. So this is kind of new. Whatever. No, fucking play with it. But since we went with Goldberg, I figured we'd finish with Goldberg. Mm. A little backstory on this. <clears throat> I, I'm sure you know who Brock Lesnar is. Yes. Right, right, right. Yes, I do. So Brock Lesnar is champion. He's mm-hmm. dominant force, as he always is. And out of retirement comes Goldberg. Starts showing up on Monday Night Raw, starts cutting promos, starts having fucking pull-apart brawls with Lesnar. They fight at Survivor Series 2016. And actually, you know what? I might be mistaken. Actually, you know what? Lesnar's not the champion. I take that back. Doesn't matter, though. So it's Lesnar-Goldberg. They had the match once before. Lesnar was quitting after that, and Goldberg didn't give a fuck, so it was a shit match. The fans got cheated. So here it is all these years later. Taylor Costin. Yeah. These guys should be retired, whatever. Okay. Goldberg's making a special appearance. He's fighting Brock Lesnar. This match is going to be like a video game, and Lesnar's going to win, right? Because Lesnar's been there, and Goldberg's making a special appearance. There's no way Goldberg's beating Brock Lesnar. Everything's 300 bucks. Fucking 300. 
Jesus Christ. Stop Quit slamming the, the fucking door. Figure it out. I can't even yell at So are we going to see this fight? Or is this a jerk? It's coming up. Or you want to jerk me hey, off on again. This if I can get a little recap of what the fucking No, I got is. you. No, that's this is like this is old though. This is shit that I like. Jump, 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 jump. So, this is awesome. This is fucking awesome. I can't wait to hear some of this shit. I feel like it's like Mr. Science Theater. Yeah, let's let's wait. Let's try it another <laughs> night where we're not six beers deep in Why already. Oh, <laughs> well, this is good. Bring it back. Oh yeah, hey, fucking the, the thing. Pussy. Pussy. Man, I kick his ass. <laughs> Brock Lesnar? When we see him at Fairport, I'll fuck him up. You kick Brock Lesnar's fuck ass? Yeah. I'm the Fairport motherfucker. Watch what happens. Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm just checking, man. I mean, you know. Let's fucking challenge him to a duel. In Fairport? Fuck yeah. Catch me outside, motherfucker. I'm just, my big question is, is he going to just smash your skull into the pavement? Probably. Or is he going to break your arms and legs so you can sit there and suffer? What are they, uh, what are they chanting? Goldberg. Oh, well, actually, uh, I call him Oldberg. But Oldberg? Oldberg. Yeah. This well, is his first you know, match. It's in. Pretty, this is pretty awesome. He's wearing his wife's fucking underpants. <laughs> I mean, that's fucking, that's fucking savage right there. And he's gonna, Goldberg's going to win. He's going to kick the fuck out of him. He's wearing a fucking G-string. He's, he's not wearing yes, a G-string. Yes, he is. That's not a G-string. No, that's do you know what a fucking G-string is? That's a, not a G-string. Yes, I do. It's her boxer briefs. But so what? I'm just saying, he's wearing his wife's underwear. That's awesome. Yeah, his wife's booty shorts? Yeah. I would. I'd wear them. Who's going to win? Lesnar. The introduction was way too much for Goldberg. It's, I mean, it's... You can, this is his first time wrestling in 12 years. I don't care. Okay, well, I think it's kind of relevant. <laughs> Wait, so Goldberg's going to win because he's coming out of retirement? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying. That's I thought the win. introduction was, like, like what I how I followed wrestling is the people that are in their spotlight usually lose. Hmm. And really lost. Depends. We're from Georgia. <laughs> what part? South Central? Still say Lazar's going to win it. Yep. I'll find his deck here in a minute. He'll win it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. This was one of the most... Hold up. Hold up. I gotcha. Alright. Nobody. Nobody expected this to happen. It was a minute and a half long. Nobody expected this to happen. Well, it was I fucking mean... great. I don't even like Goldberg that much. Lesnar didn't do shit. Like, he literally just took a beating. But the that's time. the idea, yeah. He laid down. He took a beating. Everybody takes yeah. a beating. No, sometimes. I gotcha. Uh, now people are getting fucking seriously hurt and shit. Yeah, because they're fucking, they think they're acrobats. That's a whole different story altogether. <laughs> they're aristocrats. <laughs> oh, an aristocrat. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-
Yeah. Presented to you by Slim Jam. Step to Slim Jam. Halloween Havoc 1997. You know that is, right? Mysterio. Yeah. Why is he purple, though? So... That's he, fucking stupid. So his mask... Okay, first of all, it's not stupid. It's pretty fucking sick. No, it's fucking stupid. So, it's not I, stupid it's at all. It's my opinion. What the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with you? It's so mama named McClay. I'm going to call him Clay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's, a, it's a mask match. So, it, so if his opponent wins, he's going to have to lose his mask. So he's got, like, some shit on, you know, because they're going to tease it. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> so much... No, 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 man, 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 you guys back just... This is a good fucking match. No, I know, I know what it is. This is one of the best matches in WCW ever. Yeah, I know, isn't shit. But where's the fucking mask? You said it was a mask match. Mysterio, if if Eddie wins, he's got to fucking... That's fucking stupid. Gotta take the mask off. That's it? Well, if Ray wins, he wins the title. Yeah. Well, shit. Yeah, that kind of makes a lot more sense, doesn't it? Cheers. Yes, my bad. Oh, that's gonna that's gonna resonate. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I'm gonna edit it out anyway. You know, the whole segment's not gonna be like the whole hour and a half that we were talking. I hope it's, so. It's gonna be like five minutes. I'd like to listen <laughs> to the gonna, fucking whole. It's hour gonna and be half. five minutes. This will not can, make air probably, but at least we so can what? Fucking... Can you can you make it fucking? Can you record put it on fucking something so I can listen to it? Oh yeah, of course. This is stupid. All right, so call it. Who's gonna win? Oh, man, I don't even fucking know. Got the fucking Barney of the fucking wrestling world. I think Eddie Guerrero's gonna win it. He looks like he's in good shape right now. It's before the fucking steroids kicked in. <laughs> Too soon? Sorry, bro. I'm sorry. So Joe's gonna take a piss. <laughs> I still say Eddie Guerrero's gonna win this match. Wait a minute. The fuck did he get hurt? They both had the. I know. It's fucking wrestling. Well, fucker kicked out. It's the fucking... Guerrero's been in control most of the match, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Except for that little bit at the beginning. Yeah, shut up. Fucking guy in a professional costume is going to win the fucking match. Oops. This pisses me off. Why does it piss you off? Everything pisses you (laughs) off. That has nothing to do with anything. (laughs) No. I'm going to take your mask off. That is very serious for luchadors. You don't fuck around with that shit. What? Mask? Yeah. It's very important in luchadors. Well, I mean, if it's a mask mask, you don't even wear a mask to the mask Oh, no, 100%. What the fuck you do with that? But the thing is, he's trying to rip it off now. You've got to win the match before you can rip it off. So he's being a pussy, is what you're saying. He's being a dick. He's being a heel. Oh, Wapo's still going to win it. <laughs> I love that. Eddie Guerrero for sure forever now be known as a Wapo. Uh Purple Princess here might fucking get up and do something. I feel like I watched this live actually at some point in my life. It was ninety seven. Yeah, probably. It was pay per view though, so you probably didn't. Unless you were at somebody's house who bought it. I'm guessing no, you but, didn't buy we, Halloween Havoc ninety seven. No, we pirated it. Oh, that's a different story. Yeah, your dad is kind of shady. <laughs> He's very shady. <laughs> that's very going shady. in. <laughs> El Santo? El Santo. Is, El Santo is like the Hulk Hogan That's bullshit. I don't believe it. They have a beer, par favor. Cerveza? 
Yeah, you know. Yeah, that too. <laughs> the cemetery is two blocks to the left. <laughs> Tell a chef this is slow grade dog food, okay? This is so stupid. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, cause the costume. Listen, it's a good match. I like the fucking match. Oh, no. I like the match. I just don't like the fucking purple and the fucking weirdness. Man, that's... <laughs> Get down with the weirdness. <laughs> the match is great. But this guy's still hopping around in fucking purple with fucking, he like, purple pussing boots. And he's awesome, but no. Divin... Divin... <laughs> Divin! Son of a bitch. See, yeah, this is shit that I like, man. Kind of got a hurt on for it a little bit. All the things I thought you'd say, that's not one of them. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. Getting the chicks fucking in the wrestling? Holy fucking smokes. That's when the whores come in. That's when the whores come in. Shaking her fucking... Shaking it for the... For the menfolk? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fucking nail it. Yeah, but I didn't see that coming, though. That's incredible, man. Like, that, man... The shit they do these days, they don't, man... They're acrobats. Like, this was acrobatic yeah, for back then, no, but still. Absolutely. Like, it told a story. It's yeah, not just dude. coordinated <laughs> moves. It's like they told a story. It is coordinated moves, but yes. It is, like, but not... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and he said, fuck there that. There you go. <laughs> right there, you do this shit nowadays. Fucking lawsuit. Call William Matar shit. Fuck that. You know, the best part is, you know, back in the day, you know, that's, we, we've been watching the old shit. A lot of fans will run at the ring. And the thing is... The wrestlers don't fuck around. They'll stomp a mud hole like a legitimate. They will kick you in the head <laughs> until security gets to you. But the thing is, the refs, the refs are the worst. The refs will fucking come over and kick these dudes in the head. It's fucking amazing. What can you say? That's good, man. Solid, man. Solid. What's next? Oh, what's Mean Gene? Yeah, let's, dude, if Mean Gene's there, I, we got to at least listen to it. I think he's pushing the hotline. Is it still active? No. That's why it says no longer active. I'll call it right now. And that <laughs> is what it's like watching wrestling with Wheezy. I, I enjoy it. I really did. <laughs> I mean, what's? I thought we were going to watch another one. Gives it, a, it gives you a hard on, does it? Well, that match did. <laughs> I tell, that's no, why I, I said, what the fuck? What I told you what the fucking thing did. Fuck's around with you. <laughs> wrench around, wrench it off. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We're done. Okay, you know what? Kayfabe, pal. Uh, today's his birthday. Oh, shit, that's right. Yeah, I probably, probably should message him. Message. But you know what, though? He's probably feeling pretty as decent right now as he was during that recording. <laughs> yeah, he's a professional. He's probably just sitting home palming it right now anyway. Um, professional? Yeah, this was this was it, 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 it was an adventure, to say the least. Um you know, I, I, it, it'll be fun. You know, I think we can work out recording in a way that we can kind of maybe alternate weeks with yeah. this segment. Uh, get them to watch some really good matches and then just some funny shit. Like you said, all that stuff. Um, and uh, uh, You have to introduce things like you show them like, okay, you got your Savage and Steamboat, right? Yep, you that's got on some the list. Good classics, but then you're the like, list. 
here's Mankind and Taker at Hell in a Cell. You know what I mean? Like random shit that's like once you're ready, you're not ready for this. Right. You know, well, I told like, you know, you know, crazy shit. Yeah. As you heard in there, we watched uh, Guerrero and Mysterio from Halloween Havoc 97. Nice. Uh, and if you also listened, you heard him. That got that got his dick hard. So that was a good thing, I guess. Unfortunately, I was sitting next to him. Um, but like Omega Okada, he's he doesn't even know where the fuck yeah. New Japan is. So right. you know, so it's so funny because oh man, it, it, it recently when I went to Chicago for work a couple months back, I was there and by God, it was a rough night. Um, but we started talking and someone said something about wrestling. I and it was like a two truths and a lie or whatever it was. Uh-huh. And I said, I'm a very hardcore Japanese wrestling fan. And people are like, that's gotta be a lie. That's the weirdest <laughs> fucking thing I've ever heard. And they were like, and I was like, nah, I really, I'm a very big fan of, of not hardcore wrestling. I'm, I'm a hardcore fan of Japanese wrestling. Yeah. Um, and they were like, are you shitting me? So we got into conversation. I'm like, I can promise you I can put a match on right now between a couple of guys. And I was thinking like Omega Okada. I'm like, and you're going to go, God, is this partial UFC? I'm like, some of the hits, some Dude, of the moves, how things stiff. go. I'm like, you see how things go? I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's it's taking a fucking toll on your body. And Japan does it a completely different level than WWE does. And, I mean, look at the matches we've seen between, who was it, Naito and Ubushi. We're like, well, they're oh, going to kill themselves this yeah. weekend. You know, so it's... It, it's a completely different thing, and I and I love watching. So I'd like to see or hear Wheezy's take on that when he finally gets to seeing some of the New Japan stuff. But yeah, that's yeah, a little uh, well, hopefully uh, a little taste of what we'll be doing. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't. You know, not twelve beers in when we do it because uh, that one was a little bit rough. I don't mind. Uh, you know, I, I think yeah. he may need to use the the. I think my W form I, of chicken nuggets. I think uh, I think my exact words to him. I says we're gonna turn it from eleven down to maybe nine. <laughs> Problem is that dude idles at fucking twelve. <laughs> yeah. No, he's a, he's a lot calmer these days. He's like he's gotten calmer with age. I remember you used to have to warn people when you introduced him to him. Now it's now he's good. He's, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, you know what? I'm excited because. Two big segments left to this show. We are starting the beginning of 1998 with the Monday Night Wars, and we also got a top topic. Let's first get into the Monday Night Wars. Marty, you've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Wait a minute, Doc. What are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? Will we become assholes or something? Give me a hell yeah! You're gonna get me. Mick Foley is going to win their world title. Has been paid for by the New World Order. Come on, Vince. Step into the ring. My God, the Bellwines have been drawn! Beat Generation X invades WCW tonight! Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Have a nice day! I got you! respect for tradition of wrestling in the WWF. There needs to be more respect 
for some real good old-fashioned competition in the WWF. So, being as nobody else was going to do anything about it, I decided to take matters into my own hands. And at great personal expense to myself, I have flown these two gentlemen to be here tonight. I'd like to introduce Mr. Howard Brody and Mr. Dennis Coraluzzo. They are respectively the president and vice president of the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance. The NWA is the oldest and at one time was the largest governing and sanctioning body for professional wrestling anywhere in the world. The NWA numbers among its past champions men like Lou Thez, Jack Briscoe, Harley Race, a lot of great names, and the NWA stands for tradition. And that's why I've asked these men to be here and they have generously uh, and graciously offered to anoint the winner of the next contest as the new NWA North American Heavyweight Champion. And at this point, I would like to introduce the contestant. I'm out here to apologize for my actions on Nitro last week. Those weren't the actions of the real Chris Jericho. The real Chris Jericho is the man standing in front of you, talking to you right now. The real Chris Jericho is a man idolized by millions across this country and across the globe. I realize I'm a true role model for you people. A lot of you people look up to me and I apologize. The Heartbreak Kid has got a casket match coming up at the Royal Rumble with The Undertaker. <laughs> Now, I have beaten this man time and time again, but he is such a glutton for punishment, he doesn't know when to stop. So, Undertaker, at the Royal Rumble, the Heartbreak Kid is going to prove that you are nothing more than a loser. Two things about the sounds that you just heard heading into this Monday Night Wars segment this week. One, Jericho losing it. I mean, I feel like if you're in a losing streak, you should just lose your shit like that more often. No one just does that anymore. You know, it's just, I like that. Second, fuck it. Why not, Cornette? Let's throw another title in the mix. <laughs> From a defunct promotion that no one really even knows is happening right now in 1998. Just random, but as soon as I saw where it was going, I remembered. Why don't you break down what happened on Raw and Nitro, January 5th, 1998. Indeed. Austin opens up with an Austin promo as he's walking through the parking lot into the arena. Uh, he's talking about being in the Rumble. He knows he's a marked man, and uh, he's going to do something about it. And boy, does he. So, uh, as we have this moment, did you happen to notice... Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. Then you get the the dogs barking, the cage. You get Austin walking through a warehouse with fire flames mm -hmm. everywhere. The intro to Raw. Mm -hmm. You still get Bret Hart fighting in there. It's still the body uh -huh. and uh, clothing and everything of Bret Hart and Sid. Just had to throw that out there. Interesting. Honestly, I, you know, yeah. once I saw it switched over and I watched it that first time, you know, I I, have, I always skip past it, so. Sure. Well, you know, that's why I do homework, you know. <laughs> Every second counts, buddy. 
In my world, it does. <laughs> we open up with Farouk versus D. Uh, I'm sorry, Farouk versus Ken Shamrock. Uh, Rock ends up coming down to ringside and he has a little powwow with Kama and D'Lo during the match. D'Lo uh, gets a chair, hands it over to Kama, who sticks it up into the corner, uh, but Shamrock reverses it, throws Farouk into it. Goes right into an ankle lock for the tap out. Farouk and Kama start arguing. <clears throat> Rock goes into the ring. Austin, out of nowhere, runs in, stuns Shamrock, then stuns the Rock. Austin leaves through the crowd. I mean... It's a good way to start off the the uh, the episode, you know. You already know where we're going. Oh like the yeah, whole episode. And I will say, I like the ending yeah. as to how the chair was put up, where Farouk ran into it in the corner, but it was all chest. It wasn't where you had to take a headshot. It right. was him running right into it with his chest and taking him out. I just I thought it was a very. I'm like, why don't like literally while watching, I'm like. How is that the first time I've really seen that only? Right, because <laughs> right, because it's not over the top. It doesn't grab people's attention. But when you think about it from a, like a storyline perspective, it makes sense because all it did was stun him enough for Shamrock to get the ankle lock on. Well, because some people could take 57 sledgehammer hits to the head well, and still keep going. Some people can. Doesn't mean they should. I mean, I could look at videos of Tessa Blanchard taking a shit for fans, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> And I can mark it guaranteed, but, you know, <laughs> would you rather have the Tooth Fairy bang your daughter or whatever? To, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't remember. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to check the specs My version the was better. Let's go on. Let's move on. Next slide. Next slide. We got a teaser on Don King being on later to speak about negotiations. Uh, and then, as you mentioned, we get, we get Cornette coming to the ring. He is with a couple dudes, uh, specifically Howard Brody and Dennis Corluzzo. They are the president and the VP of NWA. And Cornette says there needs to be more respect for competition within the WWF. So we are debuting a brand new NWA title because the NWA stands for tradition. And this next match will declare the winner, first winner of the NWA North American title. And this title will look nothing like any other NWA title that has ever existed. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, So, yeah, so we get who Cornette announces as Barry Wyndham, but the Chiron still says Black Jack Wyndham, which is hilarious. I like that Cornette's like, yeah, I'm not calling him that. Uh, who is... <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much what it was. <clears throat> Jeff Jarrett is uh, the other competitor, and Kevin Kelly gets all pouty about an NWA title being up, put up on the line on WWF TV. Uh, Cornette ends up joining commentary. Uh, towards the end of the match, Corluzo goes over. He starts distracting the ref. Cornette goes into the ring, hits Wyndham with the racket. Jarrett gets the win. And then Austin just runs in and stuns Jarrett and grabs a chair and heads to the back. <laughs> it's funny when you're like, I can't wait for the segment to end. Oh, shit. Austin should be coming in, too. Yeah, right. Hey, you're going to end it. You might as well get some payoff to it. Uh, I'm good with it. One of Austin's previous victims shamrock is backstage cuts a promo on austin you're a marked man and i'm a marked man and i don't know i you. don't think that's how it goes but dude but okay fine <laughs> sunny and one of her finest outfits to date is in a schoolgirl outfit complete with lollipop she's your guest ring announcer for sniper and recon versus skull and eight ball they fight and it's a brawl afterwards yeah dx comes to the ring Triple H is in the wheelchair, and then he gets on the crutches to get into the ring. 
I don't know if this was on purpose or if it was just the style at the time, but did you happen to notice that Shawn Michaels was dressed an awful lot like Paul Heyman? I Wow, it's really funny you say that because in his promo later with how he's talking, even in that, I'm like, wow, this you kind of... The backwards hat, the jacket, all of it. Yeah, you're right. Very. He looked like Heyman-esque. fucking Paul Heyman. <laughs> it was weird. Triple H calls, cuts a promo on Owen. He calls out Owen to the ring, but Owen gets on the Tron, cuts a Blackheart promo. And Triple says, Owen, watch your back. Kevin Kelly says, Is that some kind of veiled threat? What the fuck do you think? <laughs> Again, WWS got a spoon feed you. <laughs> Did he just threaten him? I I was just going to say, I'm sorry, did he just threaten a wrestler? <laughs> so it's funny that you bring up, uh, you know, you notice the intro package to Raw and the fact that there's still a couple wrestlers in there. Uh, I just noticed this one. Apparently, I didn't skip ahead fast enough that Hour 2, I've been calling Hour 2, is the war zone. Goes to without saying. Oh, then, yeah. yeah. I thought, you know, every time you say it, I for some reason, I'm like, maybe he says it. Yeah, no, it's Raw's War yeah. and then the War, the war Zone. zone. Yep, yeah, because you're at your past that hour. Now you can be a little more loose with the verbiage. So we open up with Savio Vega. I kind of wish it would be a little more. War Zone should be first. You play zone defense. You cut out the bad words. But Raw's War should be the. Never mind. Whatever. Yeah. Meh. Uh, we open up with Savio versus Owen. DX is at the top of the ramp watching. Owen locks in the sharpshooter. He releases it to knock one Bariqua off the apron. Uh, he ends up winning right after with a roll-up, so that made no sense. Uh, he heads up the ramp to go after DX, but he gets jumped by the Bariquas. Uh, they drag him up to Triple H. They slap him around a little bit, and then HBK pays off the Bariquas. Way to go. Pay off the Puerto Ricans for beating people. Good, good way to send that message. Wow, I wish that was the only racist thing that's about to happen. Oh my god, I forgot all about it until you just said it. Oh god, Jesus! Like I I swear, I I was like, "That's pretty bad." All about it, but hang on, it's gonna get better. (laughs) Not really. Paul Bear goes to the ring. He looks like he looks disheveled. His shirt's untucked. He, 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 hang on, just so you know, a good chunk of the reason that uh, one of my favorite pictures that I've sent you this week. For logo right. is Paul Bear the intro to <laughs> still to come his interview him with the hum, the me just I as soon as I saw it, I was like I like this picture he, it looks <laughs> awful he looked like shit on purpose obviously they did a good job I uh, basically says Taker I hope Shawn Michaels destroys you at the Rumble and uh, it's because of Taker that I lost Kane because he's lost Kane because after the little face to face and joint forces of clearing the ring last week Kane has left Paul Bearer. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Bros before manager hose. Yeah. There you go. It didn't work. Uh, it, it, it was move on I'm please before people it. get upset. Uh, we get a camera off. backstage and you can hear Austin. He comes out of one of the locker rooms and it's the headbangers looking over Mark Henry, who is down on the ground. Mark Henry's been jumped more backstage than he's wrestled since he's been in WWF. <laughs> I want his job. <laughs> right. Uh, that means you got to make out with Mae Young, though. Or Moolah, <laughs> whoever it was. <laughs> you notice I, my head was bobbing back and forth. I'm oh, like, bro. okay, bro. But I mean, like. I mean, not prime Moolah. <laughs> <laughs> Shitting herself after Devon power bombs her through a table. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, likely no teeth. 
Oh, God. Right. Okay. Okay. Next, we get a video package. It's all about the Tom Brandy, Mark Marrow saga, uh, you know, with Sable sprinkled in there. And naturally, we get Mark Marrow versus Tom Brandy for the uh, culmination. I used to be sincere, but now I'm just Tom. Boo! That actually, you know, I, I'd give that one a six. Hang on. It was actually, I was going to say, because that's what the whole thing is based off of. Yeah, pretty much. The entire feud started with him going, you know what? That's not your name. Okay, well, guess what? <laughs> if we want to get down to it, you were never Johnny B. Bad. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's actually actually a good point. And this up-and-comer is already banging your fucking wife, dude. Probably. Go ahead. Get in his face. Probably. Uh, we get Sable chance at the beginning of the match. Marrow takes a bump to the floor and lands on Sable. Runs her down. Brandy makes the save, helps her up, but then Marrow, you know, gets the advantage there. Uh, Marrow hits a TKO. He goes for a second one, but Austin runs in and hits a stunner on Marrow. And it's great because Austin gets out of the ring. He stops. He looks at Sable and smiles. And Sable kind of gives that little smile back as he heads to the back. So she probably... Fucking Debo, too? Debo, too? <laughs> okay. Is this my favorite part? It's your favorite part. It's the reason why we... Okay, I'll bring it up. Let me start it. Ladies and gentlemen, earlier this... This evening, I would have loved to bring you a great little segment with Sam Kinison, Rodney Dangerfield, followed up by the Professor's Wrestler of the Week. I have honestly been a very big fan, man, for a long time of this guy. And the fact that he has gone from wrestler to a character to wrestler and a road agent and a wrestler again and revitalizing his career. We put him over all the time. All the time. So first, the opponent, Flash Funk, comes to the ring. And they're saying, ladies and gentlemen, up next is going to be the artist formerly known as Goldust. Now, I've seen this guy wear the Madonna cone titties. I've seen him come out wearing a big blonde wig. Shit, we've saw him as Santa, all that shit, A baby. Right? A baby. Hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I got a kiss to feed. <laughs> gun store, gun store, liquor store, gun store. Where the hell are you taking me? <laughs> I still love that one. I got I got a kiss to feed. <laughs> hey, baby, go home. <laughs> all right, no, but for real. Dustin Rose, the artist formerly known as Goldust, comes out with an Afro wig and straight up the darkest of blackface. And one jive-looking suit, if we'll call it that. I mean, whatever you want to say. And (laughs) the entire time, you're going to think that this is messed up, but I had to because this is where my mind was going. I was like, okay, you know. There's this thing where back then, I'm not saying it was okay, not okay. What I'm saying is it took a long time for society to be like, yeah, that's pretty fucked up, man. Right? Right? So now I'm looking at it in the 2022 eyes, watching 1998. I couldn't not watch the crowd. The crowd. I was looking for every person. I'm like, I want to see everybody's reaction. And there were some people that were just like dead stare like, well, this shit should probably end soon. 
like very pissed off looks and I was like oh my god I'm like I still can't believe like that some of the things that they pushed and they were like what what are they gonna do pal we we have titties we have blackface we have wrestlers we have it all it's it's really fucking weird man and watching this whole thing by the way wrestling a black man too cold Scorpio flash yeah that was was the part I want to I need to exit out of this goddamn segment as quick as possible. So, speaking of wanting to exit the Monday Night War segment that was going on, well, I was done doing uh, any research for the week, and I was goddamn just shocked when I got to it to see that it was Dustin. I was like, nah, is this what you're doing this week? We're going to have to pull you out. And as you said, likely for a couple uh, a couple months, maybe at best, maybe a year or two. <laughs> I do like when he shows up in WCW 7. Oh, God. Yeah, oh, by the way, I'm 7, and that's what uh, they name me, and I look like Uncle Fester. <laughs> <laughs> that's when we'll bring him up. That's That'll be his that, That'll movie. be the revival, okay. yeah. Um, the um, up thing. I think I've pretty much given you everything you need to know about the entire match. I don't think it matters no. when, lose, or draw. No. Luna was there at, at ringside. Uh, worst thing about it is it ain't the first time in WWF, and it ain't the last. So I, okay, God damn it. All right, I got to push farther. Because I'm me. You take out Roddy Piper's half a black face and body from WrestleMania 6. Um, I watched this on the Peacock. Because it was convenient That's on the there. TV, yeah. as I told you. They didn't take you it know out. You what I'm saying? And I'm like, oh, that was straight up there. And I'm like, so why one versus another? I don't get it. I don't either. Probably because people are familiar with one as opposed to the other. This is a forgotten thing. You know what I mean? Probably. I'll be writing a letter. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We got a quick video package of Steve Blackman out of nowhere. No context. They just show it, and that's that. Uh, then we get a recap of Chainsaw Charlie's debut from last week. Uh, we get the New Age Outlaws versus the Headbangers. The Godwins come out to the ramp. Outlaws end up getting the win, but Funk and Cactus run down, and the Outlaws powder. Yeah, you see I say fam- Funk. And I'm not going to say Chainsaw Charlie every fucking time. It's Terry fucking Funk. <laughs> His mama named Funk. I'm going to call him Funk. I'm going to call him Funk. Next, we get a video package teasing the negotiations with Mike Tyson. We get our interview with Don King. It says, we're not quite there yet, but I want you to see the biggest extravaganza, WrestleMania and Mike Tyson. Vince McMahon and I, Vince McMahon and I, Vince McMahon and I. He literally said that three times right in a row. I hated every second of it. Yep, pretty much. We had a quick look back at Shawn Michaels and Undertaker and Hell in a Cell, hyping up their match coming up at the Royal Rumble. Shawn Michaels comes to the ring, cuts a quick promo on Taker. You hear the gong. Casket once again rolled out by Druids. It's the same one with all the DX spray paint all over it. Shawn Michaels goes over to him and goes, you know, I thought Triple H in China could have been more original. Keeps knocking on the casket. He goes, okay, break. I didn't say the magic words. Break it down. Then China and Triple H show up on top of the ramp. Triple H is signaling to Shawn Michaels. And and Shawn over the top as always. Well, if you're up there, then then who's in? Naturally, you know what happens. Taker pops out. He grabs Shawn Michaels, pulls him into the casket. The lights go out. We're out of here. A lot of staring at China's. Yeah, I didn't um, even get. Yeah, that's still happening. Yeah, that's still happening. It, it, but like hardcore, but like. To the point where Sean was actually making China break. 
Oh, she kept she kept smiling. And she would be you, like, she hey, was smiling, hey, and I was here. like, oh, that's kind of cool. Up here, yeah. It it was cool to see her break a little bit because she normally doesn't. So it, it was. Uh, I liked it, but yeah, you know, sexes. Sexes. Well, see, it's a, it's it's a fine line now, though, because nowadays, you know, if she was all into it and she didn't mind, then hey, more power to you, girl. Right, girl power. <laughs> Titty power. No. Titty. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on. Moving on to Nitro. Off. They're in Atlanta, Georgia. So, hot crowd here. Well, we open up with two black limos pulling up to the arena. Uh, it's the NWO, but they're in separate limos. Hall, Bischoff, Macho, Hennig, Rude, and limo number two. They don't look so happy. Uh, Bischoff whispers something to Scout Hall as they're walking in. This is where things go haywire pretty much for the whole episode, and you can easily give this victory to Raw. We get a recap, a recap of the main event from last week. Remember where it goes off the air right after the ref bump? Oh, yeah. Believe me. Fans, I remember. Fans, the cameras were recording. We got it all on film, but we can't show the footage due to a court injunction. Go fuck yourself. Sting retained the title. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, no. They straight up said it. <laughs> they straight up said it. They're like, Sting retained. But we still can't show it to yep, you. We can't show it to you. Well, Gene's on the ramp with J.J. Dillon, asks who the champ is. It's Sting as it stands at the moment. He apologizes for the show running over. But both the NWO attorneys and the WCW attorneys both want the tape uh, so they can analyze it and see who really won. Uh, but currently the tape is with a judge, and it will be released within 24 hours. Conveniently, our new show... Thunder will be premiering this Thursday, and we're going to show the conclusion of the match then, and from there we'll determine who the champ is. This sounds really fucking yeah, well, over-convoluted. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about this because it, it's something that I actually did a little uh, extra digging for myself on, too. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll watch. Oh, no, sure. Mm. All right. Shouldn't have. So next we get Jericho versus Diamond Dallas Page. Jericho comes out with a chair and a jacket and a dry cleaning bag. Gets on the mic. Apologizes for freaking out last week. One of the fans yells, you suck. He's he's doing a really good job. And again, and I'm going to give him credit for his old shit. He's doing a real good job where he's doing that snide. He's putting himself over by apologizing. Uh, he gives the chair, and the, it's a tuxedo jacket. He gives it to David Pinzer because, you know, that's what happened. Um, and at one point during the match with, with Paige, he heals it up because he keeps going for handshakes. And then he starts using it to his advantage to pull Paige in. DDP naturally gets the win, and Jericho snaps again. He's definitely starting to, to head that way. Which is what you hear in the early part. It's I like this part. I, I remember this very well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, you should be pissed off if you're on a losing streak, man. Absolutely. All right, and it's funny because, you know, when they do it in the uh, – Monday Night Wars documentary, they make it seem that all that frustration was taken out on the NWO, and so far, no. Nothing. So. No, just the local, uh, or the the ringside posts and yeah. tables and shit. That's it. Just inanimate objects. Yeah. <laughs> we get Mean Gene back on the ramp with a WCW executive VP and legal counsel, Nick Lam- Lambros. I uh, said so they're meeting with Turner Executive Committee uh, after the near riot in Baltimore last week. All WCW contract wrestlers violating WCW policy will be fined and or suspended or both. 
but since Nitro is a WCW program, that applies to the NWO wrestlers as well. I don't know what that means. It's very confusing. Because Kayfabe, pal, uh, WCW runs Nitro, and NWO do not have WCW contracts. But since it's in WCW show, the rules still apply to them. It was as bad. means everyone can go on both shows is what we're saying yep. at the end of this all. Pretty much, yep. Up next, we get Bill Goldberg versus Stevie Ray. They show Chief J. Strongbow in the crowd. There's a fucking throwback. Um this is a squash. Uh, Goldberg is actually starting to go over now, uh, they're, and they're definitely pushing the undefeated streak. Uh, I wonder how long it is before Bill gets dropped from the name. Oh, Billy boy. Next, I can't... The match I could give less than two shits about, but I just love the connections. Next, we get John Nord versus the Barbarian. For those of you who don't know... <laughs> John Nord was Berserker and the Viking in WWF. Huss! 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 <laughs> Would you that... like to suck my cock, Berserker? Now... Do you want to make fuck Berserker? <laughs> wow, dude. Clerks has come up many it times has. today it's between, been a, it's been a heavy you know, the snowballing effect of Noah and this. Wow, we may get a... A, a, a hat Never trick mind. If it's natural, we'll make it happen. Uh, the best part about this is he's fighting the Barbarian, who's with Jimmy Hart, but John Nord wrestled as the Barbarian in the AWA with Jimmy Hart as his manager. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Pretty crazy, huh? This is like a quiz of all quiz of matches. See, I do research too, bro. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> They're using this match to basically tease that there's more new talent. Easy, son. <laughs> They're teasing that there's more new talent coming into WCW. Uh, and Nord actually gets the win. I wasn't expecting that. So uh, Next, we get Gene in the ring with Eric Bischoff. Gene intros him as the man who lost the rights for Nitro. Uh, calls out commentary saying there's no rift in the NWO. Crowd's booing. Bischoff threatens to leave. He's getting pissed off. Um, he says, Judge doesn't have any footage. Ray ain't coming home. WCW has it. They just don't want anybody to see it. He puts over the fact that he beat Zabisco, really. Uh, Gene says they have the footage and they'll show it. Zabisco gets up. Crowd pops. And Bischoff runs between his tail tucked between his legs. I am hating everything about this show. Yeah, it, yeah, it's uh, it's not uh, looking so great here. Next, you get Psychosis versus Juventud Guerrera. If you want a you know, halfway decent match, uh, Juventud wins. He's going to be facing Ultimo Dragon on Thunder for the Cruiserweight title. Now, you know, as much as we you know get tired of the throwback, sometimes I did like this. If you remember back in April of 1997. Uh, there was a little bit of rift between Kevin Nash and Hollywood Hogan. Uh, and they replay that, mm-hmm. kind of leading to what's going on now. So, you know, again, throwbacks and, you know, callbacks can be a little annoying at times. But I think this was a good one, given everything that's unfolding on the show. No, you know what? I, I think they're doing a great idea here. You know what you should do is <laughs> the week that WWE is doing a bunch of recaps and shit. You should have a fake-ass title match that leads to nowhere, and then the opening week of the year, you should be like, hey, guys, would you like to see what happened in fucking April? Made the connection. Anyway, hour two. 
You get Gene on the ramp. Oh my God, we're still. Oh my God. <laughs> Hour two. All right, yeah. I'm okay. Gene's on the ramp with Booker T, talking about his win over Disco to claim the TV title. Uh, but yeah, basically, can you dig it, sucker? I knew that you could. <laughs> then uh, Booker ends up taking on Prince Ikea for said TV title. Booker retains. Next, we're continuing the NWO versus Steiners and Ray trailer. This time it's Buff, Scott Norton, Conan. I just want to take this moment to say Scott Norton should be more appreciated. He never really did anything of substance, but, man, he was so good. I've always loved Scott Norton, man. He was... It's one of those guys, it's like, well, you know, that's why he was accepted in New Japan. Oh, yeah. He was a brute. Yeah. New as craft. Yep. 100%. Uh, we get to see the Steiner screwdriver. I don't know if we've seen it yet or if it's just not used that often. Um, but they make a point to mention that basically the Steiners were going to go for the finish, but something happened to Rick and Scott just ended up winning the match by himself. Uh, they made sure to hammer that point home that, you know, it wasn't a tag team victory. It was Scott just winning the match. I am now remembering Jesus as we're watching this why all this is going on. Okay, let's go. Do you remember? Remember that? Remember what? Where this is all leading to oh, yeah. Signer Bros. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh uh, they start making out with each April. other. April. Right, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Incest. Uh, next you get. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'd be a great name of the show. <laughs> Remember, we can't do the Benedict. We can't. We can't. You know. I can write it. Out. No, please don't. Next, we get Brad Armstrong versus Rick Fucking Martell. I got to say, I popped for a second just to see him back on TV. Right? That was pretty fucking cool. And Martel wins with the Quebec Crab. Uh, more, again, just uh, pushing that there's new talent coming into WCW. So. I love it because I remember where this is all <coughs> going and who he ends up feuding with. And I think that he was specifically brought into WCW for the upcoming feud when it happens and we'll get there but it's just right huge fan of martel oh absolutely uh next we get benoit and mongo versus saturn and Riggs. uh crowd pops for benoit and mongo being back together benoit's the hot tag uh same second verse same as the first benoit locks in the crippler ref distracted raven hits ddt saturn gets the pin next fucking slide Riggs. yep next we get mean gene in the ring with rick flair uh, Flair says Sting is the champ. Title's red hot. Lots of people want it, uh, including Bret Hart. He's been rubbing me the wrong way for several months. He calls himself the best, but the Nature Boy is here. Bret's music hits. He comes to the ring. They shake hands. And Flair just keeps kind of poking the bear. He's like, people want you to say your catchphrase while I'm here in the ring. Bret does that shit-eating grin. Ah, well, what's that you're talking about? And then he says it. The best there is, the best there was, best there ever will be. Woo, he says the woo at the end of it. Flair takes his jacket off. He goes, say it again. Say, say it again. <laughs> say it again. No, no, say it to my face. <laughs> he does. And Brett goes, if you got a problem with that, too bad. You can say you're better than anyone else in the record book. In your heart, you can't think that you're better than me. 
You believe it? Say it, you're better than me. Hart takes off his jacket, and then Bret Hart goes, to be the man, you gotta beat the man. And I think I've already done it once before. <laughs> that was... A solid promo, <laughs> it was man. A solid, solid promos. You would think right here they're about to make Brett champ and they are going to move on and make this company have a huge turnaround against WWF. Let's see how it goes, man. Yeah, Let's see what, the, what turns around. Flair did have a nice little zinger at the end. He he points to himself. He says thirteen times. He points to Brett. He says five times. You got a ways to go. Thought it was good. Eh. Hey, you know, hey, come it just on. means you lost at 12 to 13 yeah. as well. <laughs> right. Macho uh, versus Luger is our main event. Dylan's in the ring. Both Randy Anderson and uh, Nick Patrick are there uh, after Macho before Luger comes out. And uh, J.D. Dylan says there's going to be a change on officials. Nick Patrick's being removed. He's suspended until the tape is reviewed. Bischoff runs in, chases Dylan to the back. Uh, Luger gets the win with a roll-up. Uh, Macho accuses Randy Anderson of a fast count. He beats down Luger post-match. Macho has a chair. He attacks Pinzer with it. Pinzer can't catch a fucking break lately. (laughs) Bischoff comes out to take the chair away from Macho. Macho just turns around and blasts him. Hogan runs down. He takes the chair. They shove back and forth. Nash comes out. Right as he comes out, Macho slaps Hogan, and then Nash decks Macho and goes to the back. Hogan's all pissed off. He's telling the remaining soldiers, Luger's the enemy. I suggest we take him out. Norton and Buff come to the ring, but Sting runs in. Fans, we got to go. And they start brawling as they go off the air. Motherfuckers. (laughs) And do you want to hear about the nut-pulling job that they did on the first night of Thunder? So I was like, okay. All right. I have Peacock at my service while I'm in this Airbnb, so I will dabble. So I put on the very first ever Thunder episode. And do I know what they tell me we're going to be seeing tonight? Not only the conclusion of what happened between the match of Sting and Hogan at Starcade, but the conclusion of the match with Sting and Hogan on Nitro. Yeah. And we're also going to be showing you Eric Bischoff versus Larry Zbysko in its entirety from the pay-per-view. I go, fuck you i nope i'm done i turned it off right there as soon as they listed everything i'm like are you shitting me i just turned into your new episode at least i will give you that when smackdown aired its first time i was like they came out with new set new everything it was i mean you want to keep some storylines going fine but they were like and this is gonna be our new recap show everybody well it's funny because not only that but you think about there's two new wrestlers that debuted on nitro tonight and they're saying there's been a you know a you know an influx of new talent in the WCW. Yeah, because you just started another show and your fucking main eventers aren't going to work it. <laughs> Good night, folks. Good night, folks. <laughs> I love it. I I don't. We're going to have to make some decisions, though. Honestly, like, do we dabble here and there in Thunder if it's needed or just never really touch base on it, act like it never happens? Because uh, we're doing the Monday Night Wars. But then if that's the case, when SmackDown hits a 99, we do or don't. Yeah, we got some decisions, my man. Maybe we should do it off air, not on the air. <laughs> um, All right, let's go to the top topic. Yeah. 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 Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for... Best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. 
<laughs> Hold three, the moss covered three handle family credential. It's me, Austin. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the questions. I did it for the rock. This week's top topic. You know something, mean, Gene? John Cena. Wrestling's not fake. <laughs> the Rolex wearing what? Diamond ring wearing what? Kiss stealing. Woo! Wheel and dealing. What? Limousine right. What? Jet flying. What? Son of a gun. Woo! Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. If you following ranking order and final decisions are a completely bias-based order. Based off, the professor and ODM made it. And as always, they like to let you know they have not worked in the business, but have been lifelong invested fans much like you, our listeners. With not only their opinions involved, but with countless amount of hours of research done each week, they make sure to provide proper facts and history to back it up. However, they do know that your opinion may vary from theirs. If there is anything you want to chat about, bring to their attention. If there is something they missed or forgot, or you just want to let them know they are out of their freaking minds, feel free to shoot them a message on Facebook or Twitter, or email them at the top of wrestling at gmail.com as always they do appreciate all feedback and continued support at the end of the day they want to make sure that you do see the best of the best before you die and now this week's top topic it was the best of times it was the worst of times it was the year of 2022 That is right. It is the first time that for our top topic, we are doing the Top of Wrestling Awards Show 1. We'll call it the first. That's what it is. And next year, we're going to be doing it again when we start tearing apart 2023. But here we are today. We have 20 huge categories that we are going to be breaking down. ODM, as you're seeing next to each category... Well, I think you might be able to figure this out. Ladies and gentlemen, the best part about the Top of Wrestling podcast is that we get some great interviews, we have some great segments, we have some great moments, and for our first ever award show, we have some huge, huge guests that are going to be here introducing each and every one of the categories. Ladies and gentlemen, coming in at number one here for our first category. Ladies and gentlemen, please, as he introduces the Rookie of 2022 Award, Scott Hall. Oh yeah, welcome to a new game. Let's go. (laughs) This is on the fly, by the way. He had no idea about this, but it's fucking happening. Here we go. And you completely changed the order of the categories than they were. No, I didn't. They're kind of the same. They're, they're, they're not even they're, fucking they're close. close. Uh, Whatever. Hey, yo. Here we go. Number one, hey. you are. All right. Our ODM, do you want to give any uh, special shout outs to anything before we introduce Scott Hall? <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do at this point. <laughs> <laughs> First, you wanted Scott, Scott Hall. Now you're introducing me. Do you want me to read the nominees? Hey, yo, the nominees for Rookie of the Year 2022, Chico. Wheeler Yuta, Solo Sokoa, Logan Paul, Dominic Mysterio, and Butch. We're going to carve you okay. up. All right, good job. Uh, all right, we don't need to necessarily have you speak in this. Well, thank God. Character for the, the discussion of it. Um, I mean, here's the deal. You and I are going to break down, obviously, who each uh, we really de- 
debate is going to be the, the one, but I think it's each category we're probably going to be on the same page. I'm genuinely curious to see to see who your rookie of 2022 pick is because we're going to have to come up with our own answer at the end of this for a debate, but I think we're on the same page. Go ahead. Solo Sokoa. Couldn't agree more. From any from everything with NXT to uh, SmackDown, a little bit of Raw, unstoppable, and they're making him look like the new Umaga. You know what I mean? The, the yeah. thumb strike to the throat, the running uh, ass shot to the corner while you're in on the ground, whatever you want to fucking call that. Yeah. Um, it, it's, I mean, it, I like Wheeler Yuta, and I think Logan Paul did have a great year. But not as many great, huge moments or dominating moments as Solo Sokoa. Butch, I think, you know, he's been on the the main roster a couple of times. I think he had a great showing of Brawling Brutes. But for here, Solo definitely took it. Oh, by the way, we did talk about it last week. uh, But I'm not sure if you noticed there's a new shirt that you can get on WWE Shop. Help me, Mommy, I Won't Last in Jail. Dominic Mysterio's new shirt. Fucking A. <laughs> so, as we do have upcoming for our next category, Manager of the Year, who better than Paul Heyman? I can't do this. I don't, I don't even know how to do Paul Heyman. The list is in front of you. Oh, wait, is that your answer? Or is that who you wanted me to do the impression of? No, I want you to do the impression of Paul Heyman, you dickhead. You're, I'll do Paul. My client, Brock Lesnar, could beat the following managers. See, you should sound like that. You, know? you got to give me you more a chance. You're, you're, you're fucking you got me in a box up, here. <laughs> That's the whole point. I was trying to throw you off, make you feel uncomfortable. I'm still heady from the sinus medication, man. Yeah, that's what you should blame it on. Yeah, all right, man. True, then the impressions are out the window. God damn, <laughs> you disappoint me. I can try. Get in line. We're gonna, buddy. Have, to, we're gonna have to change the the intro. Says you're at our impressions. All right, manager of 2022. This one, it's a funny goddamn category. You wonder why? Who's really managing anybody at the end of the day? Uh, Paul Heyman barely managing the bloodline. I think Roman's got that shit under control on his own. But he's a part of this category. We got Mark Sterling. We got Stokely Hathaway of the firm. You got Daddy Ass. And you got William Regal, who is just exited from AEW. I mean, I think I have an idea who I want to go with manager of the year, just based off of the, the crew. But what do you got? Uh, I've got William Regal. Uh, I'll tell you why. Uh, short-lived, yes. Didn't really need to do much. But just seeing him be there and demand attention. And, uh, you know, just to make the presence known. Mark Sterling, you're a joke. Like, literally, you're oh, a joke. Oh, please don't bother defending that one yeah. at all. Stokely Hathaway, sure. But I think we need to see more, We, you know. Paul Heyman, like you said, didn't need to do anything. And Daddy asked again, it's comedy. He's not even a manager. He's more of a sidekick. William Regal seemed what, to be... did he not give the acclaimed a little bit of a rub? Sure, but, I mean, I don't consider that, you know, again, that to me, that's just a sidekick. That's like adding Spike Dudley to the Dudley Brothers, boys. Okay, fair enough. So, 
manager of 2022 definitely will be handed to the manager of the BCC, William Regal. The worst moment of 2022. Look at some categories have a lot, some have a little. Thank God this one only has three that are really, you know, in my mind that we had to talk about. Um, three worst moments of 2022. You have Ric Flair's last match. Vince McMahon's stunner from Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania. And Ty Conti cannot unlock a padlock <laughs> with a key. Three-way tie, I cringed it all. No. Um, I gotta be honest with you. At the end of it. Alright, the McMahon stunner was fucking funny. And so is Ty Conti. And that, We're talking yeah, about a that, that shit was moment. hilarious. Yeah. What wasn't hilarious was Flair's last match. It was bad to watch. I, I, If you were like, hey, can we watch it one more time together? Nah, I'm good. I'm fine. We don't need to do it. So I would definitely say Flair's last match of 2022 was the worst moment. 100% agree. Beautiful. Well, let's talk about some real shitty moments here. The biggest flop of 2022. Now, right now, our flops that we have here that are lined up, you have a bunch of Veer promos that led to, <laughs> I think he's on NXT. He's now? on NXT, yeah. Okay. B, Hook. How about Hook? Seemed like that was about to go to the moon, and then, hmm. Wardlow for a flop of 2022. And we can break that down if we need to. D, Samoa Joe. I think he got better towards the very end when this whole list was being put together. Um, but after being brought in, it's at the end of or at the end of uh, the pay per view in April. Not the best things done with him. He even lost the Owen Cup. And then E for your biggest flop. Well, CM Punk. I mean. Everyone had nothing but the best of expectations for CM Punk being in AEW. Let's take the media scrum out of this. One stage dive changed the course of his entire career. That's it. That's all it took was one stage dive. So let's revisit this for our flops of 2022. It's CM Punk and whatever push he would have had. Samoa Joe, Wardlow, Hook, and Veer. I will actually say your biggest flop when you go from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, my actual answer is going to be Wardlow. Completely agree. <laughs> oh That's my what God. I've got. That's I love what I've got. it. Yep. Because, man, I mean. Where do we go from here? One of the biggest moments, Revolution 2022, putting the ring the dynamite diamond ring on the, the ring for CM Punk to use on MJF was your big turning point. Big pop. He also won the match earlier in the night for a TNT championship match. Wins the TNT You were on a roll. And what about that? What the fuck? That segment where he goes through backstage knocking security guards halfway across the room. The time I got 870 points <laughs> off him beating 20 guys. I think that actually may have been the first big downfall. It's sort of like, all right, we're going to have you fight 20 security guys because we don't know what to do with you tonight. Yeah, right? No shit. Yeah, that's a good call. 
the best on the mic of 2022. Four people in the category. We have Maxwell Jacob Friedman, John Moxley, Sami Zayn, and Seth Rollins. There's a lot of people that really could be added to each and every one of these categories, but these are the standouts. MJF, it's one of those guys, as a heel, nobody can generally touch him. Moxley and Rollins are giving weekly promos, and Sami Zayn, goddamn, is giving the best stuff of his entire career at this point. So uh, I'll let you go first. Best on the mic of 2022. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying about the Sami Zayn thing. Uh, you know, even the Seth Rollins thing, it's just I'm tired of seeing him, so I don't want to pay attention. But listen, to me, it's a slam dunk. It's MJF. Fire me, you fucking Mark. Yeah, um, I, I think he's had some good moments. But the problem is being away for a good chunk of time doesn't really help, I would say. Um, sure. For an entire year worth of promos. But at the same point, he speaks, you listen. And we're on the same page. It is MJF. Um, I actually would have given second to Seth Rollins, to be honest with you. Because he's just, I think he's consistent. Whatever. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the document. I'm looking at some of the answers you wrote next to these. I I don't know. Were you having a stroke or? Oh, God. Are you just I, fucking with these me? Are the, these are the impressions I wanted you to oh. do, you dickhead. Well, again, you got to tell me this ahead of time here. I did. I said, these are your impressions. 30 Go. seconds before. <laughs> you know what, man? You know how I work. All right, son? All right. Uh, oh, that's enough. Moment. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I quit. I quit this podcast. Call me, son. You fucking... Funniest moment of 2022. Like her panties. One is Sami Zayn and the bloodline. You know, just all of the shtick everything from the handshakes with the usos my dogs yeet trying to fit in just <laughs> funniest moments you can't discredit everything that sammy's done b you know sammy zane versus johnny knoxville at wrestlemania some great funny moments in that entire thing and it but it also what it could it, what it was supposed to be next is to be honest with you one of my favorite moments i'm not gonna lie the part where Miz is about to leave the ring and Dexter Loomis just pops his head out from down below. God damn, that's funny. Just the way they made him look. Yeah. Problem is, everything that's been done from here, it's like, oh, oh there you go. We got it. We see what you're doing. Uh, and the funniest moment to, uh, of 2022, the final category would be Brock Lesnar forklifting an entire ring. Never seen that before. Agreed. Yeah. I feel bad for everybody who was in that first row over there and all that, that one section. They're like, God damn, we don't even see how this match ends. Um, for me, funniest moment of the entire year really is Sammy and the Bloodline. I don't think that you could really fight that one too hard. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, it's it's it was too much consistency. Again, Zane Knoxville, you knew what you were getting. It's it's, it's jackass, but it's in a wrestling ring. Okay, that's fine. Um, Dexter Loomis. <laughs> Loomis was hilarious just seeing the clip, but to me, that's a YouTube clip, right? That's all that is, right? There, yeah. there wasn't, you know, more context. And Lesnar was definitely like, if you if we had a category that was OMG moment of the year, yeah, that might make it because I remember why I was actually watching that live, and uh, yeah, it was crazy, especially since he fucked up at first and he pushed the ring like a couple feet towards broadcast, and they all had to powder so they didn't get squished in case he fucked up. 
Pat McAfee. I'm a, I'm sitting in Kid Rock's lap. <laughs> Actually, what I liked the oh, most God, about that, that whole picture? thing was when Lesnar. That was oh, a logo cover. I'm trying to forget it. <laughs> It was fucking, I remember it. But what I actually liked the most out of that was when Lesnar was standing on the forklift and threw the mic down and Roman caught it with one little catch to the side yeah, of his dope. hip. Like it was, like they planned that shit all week working on it. Like, and we're going to make this look slick as fuck. Like that was the, that was better than the whole match. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> right. So, all right. I did have some, uh, a joke award in here at one point and... Then it became apparent that it wasn't just one person. I had given the hang it up after 2022 award to, to one person over and over and over. But then his shit moved on. I was like, oh, no, I think it's becoming apparent with some people. First is Chris Jericho. Second, Sting. Third will be CM Punk. And fourth, good old JR. Why do I put, we all, I think we're all on the same page with Jericho. I don't yep. think we need to break that one down too much. Yep. Sting, God, after whatever pay-per-view match it was recently where he, he, he like, flopped the entire ending, um, he's there for spots right now. And it's cool. The push for Darby Allen, I like it. But stop before it gets too bad, before we end up watching another stupid flare match and you're in a T-shirt. Uh, I mean, well, never mind. He's already doing that. But CM Punk... Ah, shit. I think if at this point you've pissed off every promotion, you're pretty good at the hang it up after 2022 award, but maybe he hasn't. You know, kind of like Butabi said last week in the interview. God damn. Could you imagine the biggest fuck you Triple H could do to Tony Khan is having Cody versus CM Punk at WrestleMania? Yep. Kind of fun. Be fucking lie. I'd buy it. (laughs) And unfortunately, Jim Ross. Only because... Man, I'm sorry. Look at in a wrestling day, wrestlers and guys having a wrestling match, you can call it no problem. The pace of a trio's six man bullshit fucking elite versus death triangle. He doesn't know who's doing what, when, where, what's the name of no. it, anything. He just knows that Jungle Boy should be Jack Perry Jack as Perry. well. Jungle Boy Jack Perry. All right, so let me ask you, man, who's hanging it up after 2022 or should be? Jericho, and he should get away from the business altogether. Go away. It's funny his thing about, I, I, I hope he's doing a work with the whole punk is a cancer thing. So I'm like, you guys work together, and he made you look really goddamn good in WrestleMania, as well as the next couple of pay-per-views that they worked with. And at the end of the day, what... You have to tell me one thing that Punk did wrong backstage and all of a sudden now he's a cancer to it. What, because he fucking brought up in a media scrum how a bunch of cunts who are running the, uh, as EVPs are doing some bullshit jobs. If you're thinking that's a cancer thing, then you yourself are a cancer if you didn't see a writing on the wall. Yep. Have another Mimosa match. Oh, God. All right. Next award, commentator of 2022. Michael Cole, Corey Graves, Pat McAfee, Tony Schiavone, and your boy, Excalibur. I'm insulted you even put him on the list. You could have left it at four. You should at least okay. put JR up there if you're going to do it. I think you're going to be maybe shocked as to who I'm going to call our commentator of the year. Yeah. But me personally, it's Michael Cole. I figure. He has completely, he's turned his 
career around. He's having fun. He doesn't sound like the most repetitive bullshit I've heard him say over and over and over. And it's it, he's in the moments more now. And I got to be honest, man, just hearing him give a nod to Don West even more this week was like, damn, that's so cool. But, I mean, he said Pat McAfee revitalized his career. So I, I personally will give it to Cole, but unless you have anybody else. like Excalibur. Well, I mean, I don't think we need to come to a definitive. I think we're both entitled to our opinions. We can split it. We've been on the same page for the most part. But I like that you say that Pat McAfee and reinvigorated his career because I'm going with Pat McAfee. I think he's a natural. See, I liked him too, man. I think he's a natural. He, was. Uh, he, he could play heel. He could play baby face. He, he would get super amped up. He'd get involved. The way that he would involved. get on the, the table when yep. Nakamura came out. Oh, my God. Yeah, it, it's you know what? So we'll we'll see the SmackDown announced team for a good chunk of 2022 is go. what the commentators of the year award. Did you did you happen to see during that Ohio Buckeyes game, he caught a field goal one-handed while announcing with a microphone right under the field goal post? No shit. That dude is the man. I love him. He I'm like I just I'm sad that he's no longer doing stuff with WWE and you know, it's Obviously, you're going to be more worldwide if you're going to be dealing with NFL than you are going to be, or ESPN than you are with WWE. But damn it, man, I just, I already miss him being a part of the show. He's like, his energy is that. Yeah, much. it definitely sucks. Uh, but, you know, maybe he'll make a special appearance every once in a while. I could be okay with it. Promotion of 2022. And this is a debatable one because. You know, some started strong, ended horribly. Some started bad and ended great. Uh, but here we go. We have WWE, AEW, NXT, Impact, and New Japan. Go ahead, ODM. You want me to go first, huh? Okay, well. I absolutely do. Well, maybe this will be a surprise. Maybe I won't be, but I got to go with the E. Nope, not a surprise. You know, uh... Most consistent. If you go, if you watch right now from WrestleMania 38, everything that they did, storyline wise, wrestling wise, booking, they don't stray from it. AEW has been at the fault of doing what everybody mocked WWE for doing, having a be- a very shitty uh, short term memory. All of a sudden, it's like people are teaming together, they're not. They're having their friends are not. It's like this past week, you had Orange Cassidy and Trent Beretta. It's like the eighth time I felt like Trent Beretta was going to be maybe a, a heel and not. Yeah. Or even just, relevant. Every th- oh, woo, can I get a name? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and honestly, I agree, man. WWE was at least consistent throughout the entire year. Now, that's not to say that Impact and New Japan weren't. I think New Japan was decent, but I wasn't really... I wasn't surprised with a lot of the results of their tag leagues, their their cups, their uh, G1 Climax, everything. I think WWE definitely had a way better year this year. You asked me last year, AEW killed them. This year, WWE won. Oh, yeah, hands down. So that would bring you to your number 10 award, TV show of 2022. You got Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, Rampage, and NXT. Personally, I'm actually going to go with SmackDown. I think that they've had the, with, with the bloodline, the uh, consistency of stars, matches. It's on Fox. I feel like they push a, a harder uh, storyline push on there than they do on Raw. Raw, they're like, well, let's dabble in and see if this works. So Johnny right. Gargano's back. You care? You don't? Okay. 
never mind, doesn't matter. But SmackDown's been consistent, so I personally think SmackDown. Agreed. Same reasons. Boom. Here's a good one. The WTF moment of the year. You have three categories. Thank God for that. Vince McMahon scandal. Uh, we did an episode on it. I don't think anybody needs to relive what that all was no. about. Although him falling off the steps. And that was insane. For Vince McMahon. <laughs> We're great. The second one is uh, he's just on a roll with getting these, racking them up. You know, some people get championship wins. Jeff Hardy gets DWIs. I mean. How come Sonny's isn't Jesus. in there? <laughs> I think I was a little more shocked that Jeff Hardy was in there, and I think I was more oh, like, okay. I should have write WTF, like, how come Sonny didn't have more this year? Yeah. And then the third category is the all-out media scrum. It's shook. A lot of wrestling airwaves, the IWC. We still have not seen Punk. Uh, I mean... Jeff Hardy, we still have not seen, and he's still dealing with the court issues. And Vince McMahon, thankfully, from what we feel like, is gone and out of the scenes right now. I want your opinion on this one, actually. Yeah, I mean, so Vince, are you surprised that there was a scandal? No. Uh, this is going to sound fucked. I think we both said this, but I think I was surprised that it, it took till 2022. Yep. Pretty much. Uh, it just so happens that the board didn't want the negative press, and it's probably because they're gearing up for a sale. Uh, so they kicked him off the board, because when you have a company like that, you have a board. You don't just get to run the company by yourself. So that doesn't really surprise me that much. It came so out of I nowhere. I guess you're about to say the same thing with yeah. number two. Like, are you yeah, surprised? Yeah, Jeff Hardy. Yeah, surprise, surprise. He got a DUI. That's a damn shame. I'm sorry to hear that. I thought he was better. Uh, I hope he gets the help that he needs. I, you know what? The moment... <laughs> When I was there in Fort Myers, when he came out and decided to dance, I'm like, he's on drugs. He's, dr he's instead of saving his brother, he decided to dance first. Oh, that was fucking hilarious. Well, I mean, to me, that's just <laughs> stupid because it's AEW and it's childish. And I loved it. Honestly, it was it the was funniest hilarious. thing is the memes, the memes that came out when you have to dance before you go save your boy in a fight. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But the all out media. All right. And then the media scrum. But the media scrum, you get punk all bloodied and battered. He's got like a bag Hurt, of like old working with children. Four or five cans of what I'm assuming is sparkling water, you know, or seltzer water, <laughs> and a box of pastries. And he just starts eating pastries. He just <laughs> he just starts eating pastries, calling out every asshole that he doesn't like and why he doesn't like them. That has to be the WTF moment of the year. It is. But what's funny to me is that the it's like everybody's like, oh, he's, he's like an asshole. You know, he wasn't screaming. He was yeah, he did maintain back a, a, and chilling with some with some pastries in his mouth. I mean, he was pretty goddamn chill through the whole thing. It's man, I'll rewatch that if if you were like, hey, let's watch it right now. I'm in. I I, I love it. I think it's hysterical, only because he just keeps going. I'm tired. I'm working with fucking children. <laughs> Takes a bite of the pastry and looks at one of the reporters. He goes, one bite. <laughs> you know, if he, and he has like the most groggiest voice. I'm like, have some more of that sparkling water, bro. Yeah, right. Clear your throat a little bit. Oh my god, it's good stuff. All right, this one has several categories, and hey, that's not a bad thing. 
our 12th category, we have the best pay-per-view of 2022. We're going to give both nights for both Wrestle Kingdom and WrestleMania as a one night kind of thing instead of saying both. So you got WrestleMania, you got Wrestle Kingdom 16, Extreme Rules 2022, Revolution 2022. Obviously, they're all 2022. I would have to say this. Double or Nothing, All Out, and Survivor Series. I want to give you a quick little glimpse so you understand of what each one had when it comes to the best pay-per-view. WrestleMania, you got Kevin Owens and Steve Austin. You got the return Cody Rhodes against uh, Seth Rollins. We had uh, Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. We had Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. Uh, Roman and Brock Lesnar. The Wrestle Kingdom, we had basically it was you know a night of multiple leaps and bounds to get into the title matches because there was three Wrestle Kingdoms, one of them having Noah. Uh, but it ended up having basically Jay White and Kazuchika Okada, as well as we did have Ko- Okada and Will Ospreay. Extreme Rules. You had the fight pit match with Riddle and Rollins. You had the returning Bray Wyatt. And you also had the six-man, oh my god, I remember, ba- like Bar Brawl, whatever the fuck oh, they yeah. ended up calling it. Donnybrook. The Donnybrook, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, Revolution. Hmm. Professor was there. That's where you got MJF and Punk in the dog collar match. You got Adam versus Adam. You have a triple threat tag team title match. You also got the first time with Brian Danielson and John Moxley where William Regal just shows up in the middle of the match because he read that it was pretty boring to all of us too. Anyway, uh, Double or Nothing 2022. That had Darby Allen and Kyle O'Reilly. You had the Cup, uh, the Owen uh, Cup Finals where you had... Cole versus Joe and Britt Baker versus uh, Ruby Riot, I believe. Yeah, because that's when uh, Rancid brought her out to the ring. You had the Anarchy Rules match and CM Punk dethroned Hangman Adam Page in the main event. All out. Stokely Hathaway won the ladder match only for MJF to be revealed at the end of the night. Uh, I took a nap. CM Punk <laughs> and whatever. John Moxley Moxley. had their match. We also had a, a tremendous tag team title match with Acclaimed and mm-hmm. Swirly. A lot of great moments on that pay-per-view. And then, of course, Survivor Series. You had AJ Styles and Finn Balor. We also got a great match in both the women's and men's war games where Sami Zayn showed his true Usoness. He was very Usy that night. A um, lot of categories here, dude. Let me ask you, do you have any that stand out to you? I'm going to be kind of biased, but, you know, it's there's a reason behind it. Yeah, well, I get it. You were there. So, I mean, that definitely nope. makes it. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to say WrestleMania. Well, because we, I'm going to say WrestleMania, Saturday specifically. I thought it was, a, it was a really good show. Had the most consistency. Saturday throughout. specifically. So, that would be Austin and Owens. That would be Owens. Austin and Owens. That would yep. Rollins, Rhodes. Okay. Yep. All right. Man, Pat McAfee, in theory, uh, did have a great showdown. Uh, yeah, this fucking McMahon threw everything off yeah, the next definitely. night. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, it's, you shouldn't have been there. I am a fan of Revolution because of just everything that was there, but also the, like I said, man, the build of Wardlow to winning the ladder match to passing off the ring to Punk. You had that. You had a lot of big moments there, but however, there was also floppy moments where people were like, 
you know, we were all just chanting what was the funniest thing to say, Adam versus Adam. You know what I mean? Like, that's... So. That's, uh, that's, I that's actually the will not disagree yeah. because WrestleMania, to me, I was jacked up and actually enjoying it this past mm-hmm. year, and I think Saturday was a great night, so I will 100% side with you that WrestleMania stole the show this year. Stable of the year. I mean, I really don't think we really need to go too deep into this. I mean, I think we both said on the count of three we'd have the answer. Yeah. One, two, three. Bloodline. Bloodline. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have Blackpool Combat Club, Best Friends, Jericho Appreciation Society, and The Firm. But, come on, no one's more successful with more championships, uh, the most wins, the most uh, TV time, if anything. Yeah. But an actual fucking stable where they're doing stable shit. Yeah. <laughs> Who, who would have thought? All right, feud of the year. This one, I think, is going to be kind of interesting because each one only just took part in certain parts of the year, but which one was more impactful? You got CM Punk and MJF. That started off the beginning of the year, even at a tiny little dabble of it at All Out, you know, when you really think about it, because that's what it was supposed to be before the media scrum. Uh, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Of course, they had WrestleMania and SummerSlam confrontations. Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston. They had the Revolution match, and then they also had their crews going against each other in Anarchy Rules, because that would also bring into the Blackpool Combat Club deciding to feud with Jericho Appreciation Society afterwards with the Ring of Honor title, Claudio Castagnoli and everything. And then you have Sami Zayn trying to win over the heart of Jey Uso. Gotta be honest with you, you want to go feud of the entire year? I like, I, I personally like Jey Uso and Sami Zayn because it's at least consistent. Um, at least it's new. They're doing different things as opposed to, well, this week instead of Brian Danielson and uh, Claudio against Jericho and Sami, it's going to be Sami and Jericho again. Never mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It just, it's, it's. We used to say, wow, they don't repeat anything. I remember in their two-year anniversary, I read off nearly every main event and nothing was repeating. Do you have any idea how much of 2022 was just a fucking rinse, wash, repeat? (sighs) Yeah, I mean, I haven't looked at it specifically, but I'm guessing I'm going to fucking find that, yeah. Uh, So what do you think is feud of the year? Yeah, my thing is with the Sammy and Jay, it's not really a feud. It's more like bad blood. You know, it's part of a story. Uh, I personally think CM Punk and MJF was a great feud. You know the verbal back, the verbal back and forth in the match that culminated the whole thing. It was good from T to B. I don't know what that means. Um, Top to bottom. Just kidding. I got it. Fifteen. Here we go. The good shit of 2022. Several categories, but a lot of good stuff. And I'm going to work my way backwards here. We got Soraya returns to wrestling. Cody Rhodes returns to WWE. Triple H resurrects the WWE. You know, I mean, from everything that was going on with Vince and turning things around and bringing people back. MJF finally wins the AEW title. Bray Wyatt returns to WWE. Stone Cold Steve Austin has a very true send-off at WrestleMania with the right kind of match. Fire me, you fucking Mark, from MJF. And Triple H retires, wrestling-wise, at WrestleMania 38, leaving his boots in the ring in the very beginning. Good shit of 2022, ODM. You know, it's funny. You, you get, you're happy to see somebody. You like what you see. 
you get tired of them. They go away. And then they come back and you're like, holy shit, that was awesome. Cody Rhodes returning back home, if you want to say. It's fucking was a great moment. Uh, and I think it's going to be even I greater when he comes God, back. I thought you were going to say, I swear to God, I thought you were going to say Triple H. Oh, no. I swear. You're like kind of like, you know, you get sick and tired and they're always around. <laughs> and then uh, they come back. I'm like, wait, well, yeah, he nearly died. Yeah. And you're like, and Cody come. Oh, oh, fuck. Well, never mind. We're not on the same page. Not I was thinking about Triple H. To me, I actually kind of liked the fact that he did nearly fucking die with everything that was going on with his life. You know, NXT was his heart being ripped from him. Right. Opens up a WrestleMania dropping his boots in the ring. To me, I thought it was very, very cool. Um, but you want to say the biggest good shit of the moment, a uh, good shit moment of the year, you really can't deny that Cody Rose, the pop, everything that happened, that really was the biggest good shit of the year. Um, I liked the Triple H moment. The, the MJF moment was great for 36 hours. Exactly. And then that was it, yep. you know. People were still reeling from the Cody thing, being like, oh my God, what does this mean for AEW? That's, I mean, that was a big crossover Huge. at this point. Yeah, so very, very big moment. That was the good shit. Uh, this one we've debated recently. Number 16 for our uh, awards here, the tag team of 2022. You have Swerve in our glory, or as we like to call them, the Swirly. The Hardly Boys, the Young Bucks. <laughs> Scissor Me Daddies, The Acclaimed, Dem Boys, Briscoes, The Ones, The Usos, <coughs> and Fuck The Revival, FTR. Um, man, oh man, I think we may disagree, but maybe we'll be on the same page. I'm just jumping in and saying it. You have to be on TV completely all the time if you want to be a tag team and compete as a tag team. I give it to the Usos more than anybody. Yeah, you know, it's cool when you have three different sets of tag titles from different promotions because you are legitimately respected by the wrestling business and, and well-deserved for doing so. Uh, but ultimately, the Usos have made more of an impact. It's sad. I want to say FTR because I like FTR better. But, Same. but they're not the tag team of 2022, unfortunately. They've had more. Not through any fault of their own. they better matches. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they've 100%. Matches. Oh, 100% better matches. But that alone is not what we're judging this on. And, you know, it's not through any fault of their own. It's just they're signed by a company that doesn't book them. Agreed. So we move into our last couple of categories here. We have the female wrestler of the year. You got Bianca Belair, Serena Deeb, Liv Morgan, Jade Cargill, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Jamie Hayter. Kind of a feeling I know where you're going to go with this. Think so? And I have a feeling. It, yeah. And I'll be honest with you, we're going to probably disagree, but let me guess. You're probably going to go with Bianca Belair. Yep. I knew you would. I got to be honest with you. Personally, Serena Deeb. Not just because we're some professors, but she came and elevated the wrestling game and a lot of these wrestlers on this show. I think that she put some better matches on than Thunder Rosa did, uh -huh. and uh, Britt Baker, and a lot of those ladies in AEW. And I think that she is underrated and unspoken of more than she should be. Yeah, she, she wrestles a lot. She wrestles well. Um, but... You know, so does Bianca Belair. So, 
All right, well, so I guess we're going to have to call that one a tie on this one. It's the only time I think we've really physically, or not physically, but had, had a real tie on this one. Yeah, I mean. Male wrestler of the year, I think will probably, hmm, I actually, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. Same amount of people. We got John Moxley, Will Ospreay, Dax Harwood, Seth Rollins, Sami Zayn, and Josh Alexander from Impact Wrestling. Floor is yours, ODM. I got to give it to Dax Harwood. Because even though he... Now, that one I agree on. Because here's the deal. You can't be tag team of the year because of everything that you've done. But what you have done and what I've noticed in your singles and tag team matches, soundly in the ring, man, no one's had a better year than Dax Harwood. Now he's flawless. Makes everybody look like a million bucks. He's good at what he does. He obviously loves it. And, you know, even if you'd rather see him wrestle with Cash, if you get a singles match with him, you know you're going to see some damn good wrestling. Fights like a seven-year-old girl. (laughs) Indeed. I love that moment. Yeah. All right, man. Two huge categories left. We got matches of 2022. And this one, I got to break down. I don't know which one you think is the better one, man. You got podcast of the year. You either have the TOW, you have the Top of Wrestling, or the Top of Wrestling podcast. Which one do you think was better? Uh, I'd actually go with option D, which is at the uh, Top of Wrestling. <laughs> Thanks, little John. All right, here we go. We are talking matches of 2022. Now, look at there's a lot more categories that are involved in this. We broke it down. ODM, ODM and myself talked about it. This is pretty much what we are uh, presenting as your in order matches of the year. A lot of these, as we always say, could flop one to the other. But when we get to our top 10, the top five, it really is very well researched. Many times, these matches have been watched to make sure and we've saw some great matches in 2022 so let's see which one was the match of the year I'm sure you all have some in your mind that you already think is the match of the year the honorable mention and god damn it i know odm is already probably pissed with this one but man it's like you can't <sighs> look at if the mimosa match was fantastic i would be like i love the mimosa match man but i didn't but orange cassidy versus will osprey was just enough to make me go, fuck, it was a good match. It's like, I goddamn hate Orange, but it was good. He can wrestle so a good match I, every I, once in a while. The problem is it's every once can. in a while. Yeah, sunshine's in the dog's ass. All right, but that's just an honorable mention, so it means nada. Here we go. Number 25. It was the first Dynamite in January of... 2022 and that is hangman page defending the title against brian danielson in their second match it's the one where i think danielson was like busted open within like 20 minutes of the match good match number 24 you have roman reigns versus seth rollins seth actually came out in shield gear yep for this which i i appreciate it was a good nod good throw yeah it was awesome you know much like well we'll get into it soon uh Number 23, you got Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, their last man standing match at SummerSlam 2022. Speaking of 22, is coming in at number 22, Pentagon Jr. or Pentagon El Cero Miero Anomenopede Nuervo Jose Cuervo. All right. Um, I'm not even going to give you a boo on that one. I'll boo myself later. He took on Villano. Four in a mask versus mask match, and I'll tell you, this is a fucking 
bloody brawl. And that was at Triple A, Triple Mania. Coming at number 21 was a trios tournament semis match between Death Triangle and United Empire. You may remember this one where Phoenix said, fuck it, I'm going to the 19th road through a dive in the rope. And it just, you know, cleared every the, right into the, the audience. But the match, fantastic. And that was after when uh, United Empire wins when Omega comes out and starts talking shit to Osprey. Oh, good moment. Coming in at number 20. I mentioned this one earlier, WrestleMania Sunday. It's Pat McAfee showing that he's pretty much a better wrestler than a good chunk of the roster, uh, defeating Austin Theory. Love that he came out to Seven Nation Army. It was just such a good moment. Uh, number 19, at Battle Autumn 2022, Will Ospreay defended and retained the U.S. Championship against Tetsura Naito. Coming at number 18, Impact Under Siege, which happened in April, right around the same time as WrestleMania, Tamahiro Ishii came up short against Josh Alexander for the Impact World Championship. Coming in at number 17, the match that wasn't even on the card, no one knew it was going to happen, and it pretty much stole the show, Kyle O'Reilly against Darby Allen at Double or Nothing. Darby nearly died in this match, but yeah. I think I could say that for pretty much every one of Darby Allen's matches. Pretty much. Coming in number 16, a match that ODM thinks it should never have made the list, but hey, you know what? Yep. You have to look at the broad scheme of things. You have to look at payoff. You have to look at storylines. Yada, yada. Boo me. Don't care. Jackass. But I am talking about Sami Zayn coming up short against Johnny Knoxville, WrestleMania Sunday. Come on, man. We man giving him the power slam or the a body slam. You got the big hand, the bowling ball to the nuts. I'll just watch Jackass. Oh, whatever. Or just listen to the show. Coming at number 15, Wrestle Kingdom 16 brought this up earlier. It was Will Ospreay coming up short against Kazuchika Okada. Number 14 was a match that went like 57 minutes on Impact Wrestling, which is Speedy, Mike Bailey, coming up short against Josh Alexander. You want to talk about a guy who had a really good year wrestling-wise? He yeah, right. just keeps defending that championship and winning, and this was a damn near Iron Man match, and it was just for one fall, you know, for the championship, and they went 57 minutes. That's cool, because most people, they're like, once you hit the 50 mark, you're like, ah, it's going to be a draw. <laughs> we can tell. But good for you for cutting it just that short. Smart move. Number 13. Again, we've talked about it. He had his swan song, if you will. Steve Austin defeating Kevin Owens, WrestleMania Saturday. Number 12. I think out of all three of their matches, the first one was absolutely the best. They just failed to pull the trigger the right night. The acclaimed coming up short against Swerve and Our Glory at All Out. But the tag team title match, the that crowd, that Chicago crowd was hot and ready for that. Title Did you expect that you would night. give that much of a shit about that match before it happened? Not until it's in, until maybe like 10, 15 minutes. I'm like, yeah. oh my god! Yep. And it's funny because they also started the night being like Keith Lee looks like Lizzo, so we were already mocking the shit out of everything with this. 
but to turn around and have a great match? Oh, a meatball sub later and I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Coming in at number 11, FTR versus the Young Bucks number two. And that was on Dynamite in April. And this is where uh, the Young Bucks were the tag team champions, but FTR came up short in this match trying to regain the titles. Let's we can go down that road a different yeah. ways to so many missed opportunities. Yeah, I still kind of blame Jeff Hardy because who knows with what would have happened by things got changed, who got championships, right. Jurassic Express. Yeah, yeah. you could look at that, but whatever. Uh, number ten, the match that I don't think anybody was really ready to pay attention to, but goddamn, Street Profits put on a great show against the Usos at Money in the Bank. Money in the bank, you're like, all right, who's gonna win the who's gonna win the ladder match? That's what really matters. Sure. And this tag title match was like, oh god, I don't want the Usos to lose, but fuck, oh, profits are really doing a good job in this match. Honestly, out of all the matches, if I was to recommend any out of this entire list, if you haven't watched, huge fan of that one. Hmm. And there's so many good ones on this. Number nine, we just talked about it recently. It's the men's war games match. That is Bloodline versus the Brawling Brutes, Kevin Owens, and Drew McIntyre, where and Sami Zayn just saved the day for the bloodline. Number eight, the first meeting between FTR and the Briscoes, which was that super card of honor, which was spoiled by Nightwing. That match... <laughs> Had to. But it was. Don't give me that shit. He did. All right. But FTR... I. Uh, has the win over the Briscoes and become your Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. Then number seven, FTR is going to keep their role going because they defended and retained the New Japan Heavyweight Championship or Tag Team Championships against Aussie Open of the United Empire uh, at New Japan's Royal Quest Day Two or Royal Quest Two Day One. Day one. <laughs> That's a mouthful. Yeah, it is. That's what she said. Coming at number six, one of my favorite matches. Same day as All Out, but different company. Clash at the Castle happened. Nope, nope. I'm not talking about uh, Tyson Fury. I am talking about Gunther retaining the Intercontinental Championship against Sheamus. In It's like one of the first times to see a real big guy go against Gunther, and it was it was awesome. Because you know, I'm always seeing like the little guys. You got Tyler Bate, Pete Dunne, all those guys. Seeing Sheamus still get thrown around the same way or get his ass kicked, it was just awesome. But the standing ovation that Sheamus got at the end of it was like, and that is why you are a, a, you're a legend where you're at nowadays, man. Good for you. That was yes. Great match. Um, you know, talking about the heel mode. Coming at number five, Hell in a Cell. Seth Rollins to take on Cody Rose. Seth Rollins comes out. In polka dots. My polka dots, baby! Wearing the tank top and the pants and, and just wrestles it same way Dusty Rose did. God damn, that's a good heat. Excellent heat. Uh, and Cody showed off the signs of No Nut November on a December 1st with his arm and his chest looking like he beat it a couple, two, three times. No, honestly, it was really bad. And I told you, I rewatched the match. Just ridiculous. I don't understand how someone could still take a hit yeah. with a kendo stick. Even if Rollins, where he was pushing it into his chest, like the tip of the kendo stick, right, into the chest, you see a little push of indentation of the muscle, which means there is actual pressure. I'm like, how? 
how, without being on a lot of, like, alcohol and a bunch of shit being like, I will just drunkenly get my way through this match. Let me Jeff Hardy victory road this match, and I will get this <laughs> shit done for you. Cody's a strong son yeah, of a bitch, man. He's a, a lesser man would have been like, put someone else in for the night. Look, yeah. at, sometimes shit happens, and that's how we got uh, AJ Styles and Finn Baylor. Look right? at my you chest. You get injuries, you get sickness. <laughs> right? Look at my chest. I'm not wrestling. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's like, I got this. And he took some sick bumps. Mm-hmm. Number four was the G1 Climax Finals, where Kazuchika Okada defeated Will Ospreay. I got to be honest with you, thought Ospreay was going to finally get the victory over Okada, and he didn't. This is one of those moments where you and I agree. It's like, well, where do you go? Like we talked about yeah. last week with what today's Wrestle Kingdom is. And, Maybe we'll see some good things And that's that. the cool thing with the Okada matches, I feel like, especially now, it's there's always that glimmer of, man, is this dude going to beat Okada? Because it feels like it's always there, right? It feels like they could really put this person over if they beat Okada, but, you know, it's weird. It's like Jay White's the I only like, one. I, I'm a Jay White fan. Love Switchblade. The first time I ever watched him at Wrestle Kingdom where he took on Hiroshi Tanahashi, I go, okay, I'm in. I like this guy. Um, and that was before he even joined Bull, uh, Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. He joined Chaos for like 14 seconds the next day. Uh, but to me... I think Osprey and Okada could have just as many great matches as he did against Omega. Probably. You know what I mean? I, I would like to see that. They've already had some great ones already. Mm-hmm. You know, they had the 46th anniversary they had a match. They had multiple G1 Climax matches as well as uh, now Wrestle Kingdoms. Who knows? But now Okada, or I'm sorry, Omega and Osprey is what's happening today, last night, whatever you want to call it when you're listening to the show. Um, Maybe Omega wins the U.S. title, so Osprey can maybe go on and really try to go after Okada. Who knows? But that's neither here nor there, nor anything about 2022. Now let's get into the last three matches. It's funny when you really look at how two of them set up, and it's like, I didn't mean for it, but life happens that way. Actually, either way you look at it. Okay, coming in at number three and at number two, is FTR versus the Briscoes. Number three, that's their two out of three falls match at Death Before Dishonor. That is the one where they main evented the pay-per-view, which I thought was really, really great. And then they, I thought they were going to do it again for what is their number two match here. Uh, The number three match between themselves, but coming in at number two for us, the double dog collar match. That match they just put in the middle of final battle. Yeah, Yeah, I don't get that, but okay. But at the same point, the match got thrown out by the Gun Club four days before the pay-per-view. So I guess, you know, that's that's where we're going to be at. Yeah, it was pretty shitty. But the match was still fantastic. It, uh, oh my God. It's funny because Dax Harwood, yeah, I broke my ass on that thing. He has a broken tailbone from, uh, from landing on a bunch of chairs. But coming in at number one, you and I did agree on this, thankfully. And it's not in a biased way because the professor was at this pay-per-view in Orlando. But again, you look at your storyline, your payoff, your buildup, everything that it was, especially the Piper to Valentine and asking on Valentine's day, the dog collar match between MJF and CM Punk. It was fantastic. And I don't think that any other match in 2022 had as high of stakes, the buildup, the, Man, the reaction. Jesus Christ, him coming out to 
his old Ring of Honor thing is yeah. enough for me. <laughs> oh my god. Incinerate! <laughs> oh my god. I was like one of six people singing the song in the audience, and everybody's like, what the fuck is he right. yelling right now? I'm like, duh! Oh, hey! And it was like, oh my god, he's, he's going down. But then it was the sign lady behind me. We'll get into her another day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, man, honestly, great. It was a great year, you know, for coming out of 2020, 2021 with uh, a lot of downs, I feel like, more than there were ups in the wrestling industry. I'm actually glad that I was able to talk about 25 really good banger matches this year that, like, any one of them really, really had a good chance of talking about being in your top five. I'm not saying number one, any one of them, but, like, even Death Triangle and United Empire on Dynamite has its moments where if you're a fan of trios matches, that shit was an amazing match this year. Right. And to the point where I was like, God, I really hate watching... You know, a tag match has zero tags and a lot of flippy dippies, but yeah. fuck, that was a good one. Every once in a while, you get one. Makes it worth yeah. it. But that is the first ever top of wrestling annual awards for the year that was now 2022. Onward and upward. What's coming up next week? Next week, we got a movie of the week. As well as we'll be talking more of the Monday Night Wars. We got news. And we will be breaking down what happened at Wrestle Kingdom 17. I am the Professor Mark Fantasio. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's back that up. Who am I? Whoa. I am the Professor Mark Fantasia. Very good. Wow. <laughs> Fant- I, you know what? My my head was way in advance. I said Mark Fantasia you, and I wanted to say I bid you a farewell, and it's like I'm Mark Fantasia you a very very farewell. Jesus Christ! I can't wait to get to the Bills game. Okay, fake pal. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm the Professor Mark Fantasia. Thanking you guys so much for listening to the Top of Wrestling podcast. I bid you a farewell for the week and ODM because it's season five never ends. Leaves us all with five words. Didn't know you wanted impressions. <laughs> The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are The Professor, Mark Fantasia, and ODM, Joe Rizzo, with special weekly segments by Nightwing, the analyst, Rashawn Hilton. Without your continued support, it would just be some guys talking wrestling. Feel free to interact with the show on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com. No, when I say sick, it's kind of like no, I understand. Kind of sound, yeah, no, you I know, got you. But from sick from a production standpoint, I, I know how your brain. Yeah, works, are, 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 are you mocking my my your nerdiness? Yes, production. Yes, your nerdiness. Yes, because I'm the same Can't way. You see, I'm white and nerdy. Can't I'm... You see, I'm white and nerdy. Hey, have you seen the movie Weird yet? <laughs>